0: jennifer's body (laughs) yeah nailed it right (laughs) yeah i know this movie actually did to to eight six seven five three oh nine kind of what uh singing or uh uh clockwork orange did for singing in the rain oh yeah yeah where it's just like oh i feel gross about that song now dude
1: that's how people know that they're listening to a sophisticated podcast it's like 20 seconds in kubrick joke
0: yeah, yeah, Kubrick. We're highbrow. That's us. We I, have a college degrees. I have three monocles right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. They look
1: extremely
0: I impressive. I have a monocle over my third eye. <laughs> it's also nearsighted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Dead and Lovely listeners, to the greatest horror movie review podcast in all the known multiverse. Why? It's Dragon Langley, here with your absolute best buds. In all the galaxy, it is I, the one who is known only as Uncle Bran. It's me, Uncle Ben.
0: And me, Holy Weird Storv. (laughs)
1: Holy Weird Storv. That just sounds like Hollywood Steve with a Russian accent, I
0: think. Yeah. Hollywood Steve, (laughs) Uncle Ben, here to blow your minds. Oh yeah! Thank you guys so much for
1: tuning in this week. I'd like to remind you guys at the front of the episode: rate and review on iTunes. I always say <laughs> it at the end of the show. I'm sneaking it in early yeah, this time. It's, I'm going uh, it's super pretty early.
0: much, I think, our catchphrase. Yeah, rate and, yeah, yeah rate and review on iTunes. Really, it helps a lot. Seriously, if it you does, haven't, you honestly. really
1: goddamn need to do it. So yeah, look at all those
0: other bustas out there with fewer ratings and reviews than us. Yeah, right. Think about them. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. How you doing this week, Hollywood Steve? Man, I've had a good week. Um... Strangely enough, strangely yeah. enough, my week uh, has been good because my wife had surgery. <laughs> Sick, dude. Yeah, my wife had to have surgery because she had a polyp in one of her sinuses, and she also has a deviated septum. So they were like, "Well, while we're God. in there, man, we that fix it.
1: Me- Sorry, I gotta go start writing the EP for my death metal band, Deviated Septum. Yeah,
0: that would be awesome.
2: Yeah, Deviated Septum."
0: <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we'll definitely be opening for Dad, Dad, <laughs> Dead Dad, 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 and Deviated, deviated Septum are doing it a tour. Uh Orphan Maker is on select dates. Orphan Maker, orphan yeah. Maker. So she had herself a surgery.
0: Yeah, she did. It wasn't uh, it wasn't too invasive or anything. They didn't have to cut her open. Whoa, look out! Yeah, but um, she she is off. From work because of the surgery, she's got some vacation time she's using, and she also set up her surgery to be around spring break mm-hmm. at school, so she is just off
1: completely. P- that PS really cool that in America they're like, Oh, you have a necessary medical procedure, <laughs> yeah, you should take that out of your just you know time that you're not right. working, your vacation, exactly. t- take it out of that, take your vacation pay,
0: yeah, yeah, so you don't so get you a vacation, couch, yeah. but
1: you do get to recovery. For mm-hmm. something that you have to have,
0: yeah, and also the surgery will end up costing us a ton of money anyway. For some reason, I <laughs> even, think th- even though we voice. have good insurance,
1: that's the voice of America.
0: Hey, it's us, duh, America. Duh, duh, duh. Duh.
1: So, how's her recovery and stuff going? It's good. It's
0: going. I mean, uh, the first few nights she had troubles. She wasn't sleeping well, and yeah. she was she was up a, a whole lot of the time. But uh, she's been she's been getting sleep. But we, we've been watching a lot of movies and just hanging out. So, having fun with my wife. Dude, did she get the Michael Jackson nose? No, her nose looks no different. Oh. She made sure of that. She did not want her nose to look different at the end, and they were like, no, we're just widening the nostrils. No Nothing else. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. What have you been watching? Man, she has uh, been on a British kick. Oh governor! So I didn't. I didn't watch all these movies with her, but she's she been did. watching a bit of footy, has she? She has. She's been watching a bit of footy down at the pub. <laughs> uh, no, she's. Uh, she watched Pride and Prejudice, which oh, it's Pride and Prejudice! Great movie, the one with Keira Knightley. Really I great. saw
1: it. I recall mm-hmm. thinking it's like, yeah, this is exactly mm-hmm. what it needed to be. Exactly what it is. Yeah. You know me. I'm all about that. You mm-hmm. know. Ancient English prose.
0: Uh, It's not ancient. It's
1: ancient. It's not even in color. (laughs) I got the book. The book was in black and white. The book
0: is in black and white. You're correct there. (laughs) Um, She also... But after that, she watched Becoming Jane. Yeah. Because she was, you know... I don't think I've seen that. Okay. Well, it's good. I liked it. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. And then she's on a huge British kick, and I did watch this one with her, Death at a Funeral.
1: Oh, like the, the one with... Uh, oh shit who all's in it I've seen that. Uh, Peter seen Dinklage both. yeah P- uh, Peter Dingus is in it that's but what I was Peter looking Peter Dinklage for.
0: is in both
1: Yeah. oh uh, yes that's uh, right Alan yeah, is
0: I don't think he's in both no uh, Matthew McFadden a bunch of other people that you, you would know from sight
1: he's got to be one of the only dudes who has been in both the English and American versions of a movie
0: yeah people you know I there's this list of actors that British people seem to really like Peter Dinklage yeah. is on there Laura Linney They love her Yeah I don't know Like here in America We're just like Oh okay Laura Lenny Fine but in England They're like Fucking Laura Lenny mate Oi Is Dame Laura Lenny In it In (laughs) there? In there, Dame Laura Lenny I'm gonna climb the apples and pears To go see this movie (laughs) You mean stairs Yeah Yeah apples and pears. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> I'm so glad we got away from them. Yeah. <laughs> we made it. We did it. We beat you lobsters. <laughs> That's cool. Okay, so you've been watching those. Yeah, did you yeah. watch both versions or just the British one?
0: Just the British. I actually I- though um uh I cuz they the British one was like 2007 or yeah, something. Yeah, it was a while back. It's been a uh, And then the the remake was like 2013 I maybe think so. yeah. And when the remake came out, I was like, why is there a remake of a movie that is in English that came out a few years ago? But then I I was thinking, I was like, man, I bet the premise of the dad was secretly gay would really play well with mm. all black characters. Mm, yeah. So I actually am interested in seeing the pre- the the remake now. Right on. Uh, it's got Tracy Morgan in it. If oh, Tracy wait, wait, Morgan's wait. in something, I'm...
1: Hang on. I think I missed a beat here. They're doing another remake of it.
0: No, no, no. This is the remake of Death at a Funeral. It's all, all black Uh, You know what,
1: Steve? Apparently, I have only seen the British one, and I was thinking the British one was the American one. No, no, So the American one is an all-black cast. Yeah.
0: I completely did not not watch that. Okay, yeah, Yeah. I've
1: never seen that. I guess I've just seen the British one
0: then. Yeah, I haven't seen the the remake either, but now I I actually kind of want to watch it. Interesting. Yeah.
1: That sounds pretty good. I've been watching old Peter Dingus
0: and um, Game Game of of Thrones Thrones Season 3. We
1: just started Season 3. We watched old Jamie. Oh, he got his hand cut
0: off, didn't he? Man that oh, was so unexpected i remember because uh, i like at that point i was watching week to week right yeah same and it was just like dude, oh, what? Fuck, that's like dude. right at the end of the episode like yeah. what
1: the fuck well and i you know it, it's kind of funny because now that we're like a million seasons into the show and you you have this like kind of sympathetic relationship with jamie as a viewer mm-hmm. you know I really forgot that he was just a piece of shit for all of season yes. one, all of season two, and, yeah. and even like all the scenes in season three where he's like traveling around with Brienne. Right. He's, he's an asshole. To her. Dude, yeah. He's just awful. And then in season three, once he gets that hand lopped off and he just gets fucking humbled. Yeah. It is crazy. Like yeah. it, it is a really interesting way that they work that character. I can't really think of any other character in TV or movie history yeah. where you're just like, this guy fucks his sister and tried to kill a kid. And then you're like, I love I that this guy. guy. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it's really. It like the be last like-
0: season basically ended with him coming up on on Winterfell. And yeah, it's just like, yeah, this is awesome. I want Jamie to be there, but like, yeah. then you think like, right, the last time he was there, he almost killed Bran. Yeah, he killed a child
1: because he caught him fucking his sister. (laughs)
0: Like, tried to kill a child. This is gonna be an interesting uh, start to the season. (laughs) Yeah, it is really an
1: emotional roller coaster. Yeah. It really is. You see anything else good? Yeah,
0: Weird Science. Weird Science. Okay,
1: I think I have seriously only watched that one time. What? Yeah, seriously. That's a
0: movie I saw a million times as a kid. I think everybody else did, and I
1: watched it once at, you know, it was one of those things where we had like a million people over and we weren't really watching it. I really think I need to see it again it's got, definitely
0: the weirdest john hughes movie <laughs> i was gonna say yeah, yeah it's a john hughes flick, mm-hmm. right mm-hmm.
1: okay so how does it play in 2019 is Still it good
0: sexist and weird oh there's some sexism to it yeah but it was i mean i think it was acknowledged even then like it's okay. it's acknowledged in the movie like she kelly, self-aware Le- like yeah. yeah like it's kelly LeBrock, right i don't know um yeah, she's she's like yeah, she was married to Steven Seagal. Okay, uh, really? Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, well, for him, not for her. <laughs> no. Have no. you seen that video of Steven Seagal in Russia where he's like lazily oh but just perform- kicking
1: dudes' asses, dude? But he's not kicking. You ever seen him ass. shred a guitar?
0: Oh God, he's
1: like a classic guitar collector. Like he yeah. probably has eight billion dollars worth of guitars. Yeah. Does
0: he's- he have his own technique?
1: he's not bad okay. and actually you know what he kind of does yeah he doesn't use he's a gotta bit. make he, everything his own he primarily uses his thumb
0: that sounds like also
1: plays kind of lazily yeah
0: yeah looks like he doesn't want to be there while he's doing it
1: whenever i don't have a <laughs> goatee i and i have my hair pulled back i look like i could yeah. maybe be his son yeah because yeah. i have that like super blunt like dumb mm-hmm. chin <laughs> dumb chin <Yeah.
0: laughs> you're afflicted with dumb chin
1: I got the dumb chin disease real bad yeah. <laughs> yeah so I don't know so the movie is
0: still good it holds up I think I mean um, I think a lot of it was probably that I've seen it a million times so it's beloved by me but John Hughes dude you can't it's lose it's a John Hughes movie and I, I just think like I think I think it's I think everything is played out in the open I think the sexism there gets called out. Okay, yeah. And I don't know. Like, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is just a little bitty baby in it. Oh, like I don't know. I really love that movie. I've always he's loved He's an it. iron boy. He is. He's an iron boy at the point. Just an iron boy. He's like, Daddy, will I ever go to Afghanistan? Mommy, can I go out in Guilt night That's what they say. And down, then, down, of down, course, down, they're down, like, down. Son, we're leaving. And then the Winter Soldier kills them. Wow. Yeah, That's the, the that's, Marvel
1: Misfits crossover. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so you've been on a roll watching Yeah, I've seen stuff, so many movies. I've seen a, weird a Skies, ton of other stuff, yeah. All kinds of other good stuff there, Yeah, man. but what, what have you been up to? So, you know, speaking of Urn Man and the Marvel Universe. Uh-huh, that's the one. I finally, as I have talked about wanting to watch it for the past several weeks, finally watched ant-man and the wasp oh yeah it's fucking awesome it is it's, it's a real fun movie. Great. Yeah. i loved it man it was really really great yeah. like the first one you know i liked a yeah. lot it's like i mean i'm a white dude i love paul rudd of course obviously <laughs> you know so you know i enjoyed it but it wasn't one of those where i'm like yeah i definitely want to watch that again yeah you know but Ant Man and the Wasp had some really great stuff, and mm-hmm. it was it's real fun. It was really fun, really funny. Yeah. I loved all the like father daughter stuff at the first, mm-hmm. where he made like the ant cave and yeah. stuff while he was under house arrest. That was cool. That was awesome. And his then daughter's the, really funny in it. Oh like, yeah, I think she's, she's real fun. Yeah. And all the like quantum stuff. It's yeah. like It's kind of like what you were saying. I feel like you probably watched that movie and it just seems very self-contained but now that we're yeah. seeing what we're seeing as far as like uh uh-huh. you know uh, of course with the events of infinity war all these characters being exiled to god knows where yeah i bet they're still around in yeah. the quantum universe they're not
0: gone it, yeah uh emily said it when we watched it i was like when he got to the quantum realm i was like what does that look like and she was like dr strange yeah I was like, Right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 like it's got the like it, it, uh, almost like kaleidoscopic imagery yeah, and stuff like Doctor that. Doctor Strange, like he's coming at it from a mystical standpoint yeah. and then Ant Man's coming at it from a science standpoint and they're going to yeah. the same place. Well,
1: you know, that that's even something that was toyed with in one of the most maligned Marvel movies which is Thor 2 yeah and even Thor 1 where they're like you call it magic I call it science right exactly where it's like we're we're all kind of saying the same thing yeah just in different ways there
0: is no magic in the MCU it's all science yeah it's yeah. actually just all science
1: and mm. alternate realities and stuff yeah so I think that's definitely gonna be very 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 important mm. I loved it I thought it was fantastic yeah. I really dug it man
0: Ghost is a real good uh, villain too because yes. she's not actually a villain yeah, right. And she's sympathetic the whole time. Definitely. And you're like, like, her life sucks. Her life sucks. And they fix it. and So, great. Yeah, yeah
1: very cool. and Very cool character design. And I like, too, how, like, the way that the visual effects of her worked where you'd see, like, these shadow frames of her that were, mm-hmm. like, ahead of where she was right. going to be. Where she's, like, always a little bit ahead and a little bit behind in uh-huh. time of herself. That's really fucking cool, yeah, man. it was cool. Really cool. I've also rekindled my love of... Playing a match of Tekken with my wife this week. Really? Yeah. This all started because we had like a long, boring um, phone conversation with family about booking like vacation dates and stuff. Oh yeah, that is boring, right? Yeah. And it was like it was like a you know, like a FaceTime call and uh-huh. stuff. Basically, long story short, we're booking a beach vacation. Kate and I don't give a fuck about where we're staying. Is there a beach? Is there sand? Fine, right? We're, we're good. But the rest of the family is a little bit more picky. Mm-hmm. So while we were doing this family conversation, while they were trying to decide a place to to go to. You know, we just kind of got drunk and stoned and and played Tekken, you know? That's awesome. So we've been playing a couple matches every now and then of Tekken 6. I've got a PS3, so I'm playing uh-huh. Tekken 6. Fucking love it. Did you ever get into the Tekken series?
0: No, I never got much into it. I love Foyton. I'm not I big on... Foyton. I mean, we've talked about it a lot, like Mortal Kombat and yeah, Street yeah. Fighter. I know them well from having played them a lot but I was never huge into fighting games yeah yeah Uh, like and now when I try to play them like I've tried to just pick up you know more recent Street Fighter games and stuff and I can't keep up like even with the computer on like easy I'm just like this isn't how I play games yeah (laughs) I'm used to I want to snipe I wanna like I wanna play it. I wanna play it uh, in a completely different way than you play fighting games, which is a lot well, of button mashing. You're one
1: of those philosophical motherfuckers that likes Virtua Fighter, aren't you? <laughs> one of those, huh? <laughs> the the thinking man's fighting game. Right. Virtua Fighter, right?
0: <laughs> Virtua Fighter.
1: I also had myself a big ass skank banger show the other yeah, day. Yeah, St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's
0: Day skank banger show. Skank
1: Patrick's Day, dude. Yeah. And, you know, we were kind of concerned because St. Patrick's Day this year was on a Sunday. Yeah, that's
0: a bad day, it's especially a bad day for the a Big South. Show. Well, where especially there are a lot of for, laws. you know,
1: a band that encourages you to come out and fucking party yeah. and have a hangover the next day, you know?
0: Yeah, it's going to be Monday. Mm-hmm.
1: But the crowd was sick as fuck. Yeah. It was awesome. It was a blast. And it was a totally different kind of skank banger lineup here, too, because our drummer and our bass player play together in, in Boogie Nights, the disco band uh-huh. that I play with on occasion. Yeah. They already had a show booked
0: when we got this uh, St. Patrick's. Oh, show. okay. So it was a whole different lineup. Yeah.
1: So we have our fill-in drummer Chris, who is just awesome. Right. Awesome, awesome, awesome drummer. He was filling in, but you know he's only played with us two or three times. And then I was playing bass uh-huh. instead of our usual bass player Blackie Rose, since right. he was out. So it was just uh, yeah, me on bass, fill-in drummer, and all that kind of jazz. So, so wait, just three of you? Uh, see. Bass, guitar, vocals, drums, four. okay. Yeah, three-piece plus sustain. Okay. You know? And I was trying to catch all the vocal harmonies and stuff that a drummer usually does, too. So it was way sick. Our homegirl, Mangelina Broly, was there representing. She sang
0: Sweet Child of Mine? Was that that it? She did, man.
1: We pulled her up, and she did Sweet Child, and just fucking killed the shit out of it.
0: Yeah, I saw the pictures. She looked awesome. I wish you could have
1: heard the pictures. I bet. She sounded fucking awesome, and I definitely... I know you're listening. I want to get you to do separate ways next time. That's what, what you're gonna rip up.
0: I love separate ways. Well, who does it? Journey's God fucking awesome. Damn it, Journey's the best. Journey is the best. Yeah. So that's gonna be a lot of fun whenever we are studying it, Mangelina. Study also up. advertise that, because if Mangelina is gonna be singing separate ways, I'm there.
1: Well, we got a show April 6th at the open court in Knoxville. Yeah. So the open court's a cool beer too. Yeah, it's really, really nice. Beer's man. not expensive. No, I like huh? that. And sound and stuff is good, too. Yeah. You know, Steve, before we get deeper into, hey. our, into our escapades here, I would like to get myself a pull. You feeling like you need a pull? I need a pull, yeah. Why don't we get ourselves a pull here?
0: What do we got right here? Man, we got a Berliner Weiss from uh what is this from some logo i couldn't read that's why i hand it to you. yeah this uh roger gave this to us the notorious rdm yeah jackie o's is the name of it run and
1: jackie o
0: that's this, another misfits reference this is from 2016 oh it's a ode beer yeah so this has been uh bottle aged for uh, a, a couple of years Wow. And it is a Berliner Weiss, which is normally sort of a sour. This beer is older than our show. But even... Oh, shit. That's pretty sick. Holy crap. This beer is older than our show. Uh, It says here that this was... uh, Over the course of three months, this beer naturally becomes tart and full of character. So It was already aged three months, then a couple more years. I'm excited for this, I'm excited to try this here. I had myself a good old Berliner
1: Weiss the other day from... The good folks at Trim Tab out of Birmingham who yeah. had their Knoxville debut, as I mentioned on the last episode, over at Merchants of Beer. Had one of their Berliner Weisses, and it was awesome. So I'm really excited to try this. This should be pretty easy drinking. It's a 5.2
0: ABV. Yeah. And it is from uh, Athens, Ohio. Yeah, and uh, uh, per Roger's instructions, we bought brought this up close to room temperature. Been hanging out. Been outside hanging of out. The fridge.
1: It's a nice golden color. It Whoa. actually is the color of like an IPA, really. That looks nice. Yeah, this kind of looks similar to some of those juicier IPAs yeah. that we've had here recently. Looks a little bit on
0: the fizzy side. What's that smell like? Ooh. <laughs> it smells like a sour. Yeah? It's got a good sour smell too. it. I hope this is nice and good, man. Yeah. You know. Sours can go wrong for you. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, know, you do not like... I don't like that bile thing. Yeah,
1: <laughs> But, you know, whenever we were in Asheville last week, we went to, um, you know, the Wicked Weed Funkatorium. Yeah. Which is where they do all just their sour beers and stuff there in Asheville. Have you been there? No. Oh, no. dude. It's fucking awesome. And they have all these crazy beers and stuff. And uh, I guess kind of their flagship is this one called the Black Angel. Oh. And I had that. And, oh, my God. It's like a dark sour that Ooh. is just... Like
0: Dark Swan, but kind of, but similar. less grapey. Less grapey. Okay. Like think
1: more more chocolatey and less oh, grapey. Okay. But it had kind of almost like a bittersweet chocolate kind of taste to okay. it. But nicely effervescent stuff. It was really badass. So I'm kind of like in the sour zone right now because yeah, of that. Me Let's too. find out about this thing. Again, it's a little bit cloudy, it's a little bit hazy, a little bit less clear than what I'm used to seeing out of a sour. What do you think about that? First impressions. Oh. It's getting good to you. Did it make your big toes shoot up in your boot?
0: It did. It did. Oh, yeah. That's where it's fucking at right now. Yeah. There. Oh, my the God. Sourness, that's awesome. While it's been aging, that oh, sourness yeah. is kind of like edged off. There's a nice sweetness to it, but it's got a good sort of citrusy sourness yeah, to it. Yeah, it does. Yeah.
1: Uh, and and the first taste and then the aftertaste are completely different from each yeah. other. The aftertaste After taste front, is so sweet. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was mm-hmm. going to say is at first, like, the, the taste up front is just kind of tart and sour. Yeah. And then the aftertaste... It's almost like a, you know, it's almost like a fucking uh, sour patch kid or something. Yeah. Wears oh my sour, god. And then it's sweet.
0: Yes, it is. This is like a sour patch kid, but as a delicious beer and
1: made of nature and not chemicals yeah. and <laughs> food coloring and stuff. God, you know? I love a sour patch. That kid. is
0: really fucking good, damn mm. it,
1: dude. What's with all these sick ass beers coming out of Ohio and like clown is- shoes and all these places? Oh
0: yeah, every everything that Roger has given us from oh, Ohio uh-huh. to try Ohio, has represent. been awesome. Um, this this tastes, it has a lot of granny smith apple i would say yeah, the sourness yep, to it that is it's wow. like, now that you mention
1: that that's exactly what yeah. it reminds me of yeah god that's it's great. a dry sourness but it still has some sweetness to Ooh, it too buddy yeah i am very 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 okay with that man yeah that's great i, I seriously man it's like i, I know i mentioned oh. it like the other day but it's like i've kind of gotten to a point where i'm like i think i just want something other than than ipas for a minute yeah i still love them oh but yeah me
0: too but i, I just want there are a lot more complex and different flavors out there life's in beers. too short life's too life short. is too short
1: Now, Steve, the subject of our show today is one Jennifer's Body from 2009, Uh which is, I know, one that you had been wanting to do on the show for a really long time. I had never seen it because I thought it looked like a big pile of shit, but it's one of those... Yeah, the way they advertised
0: it was just... Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we're
1: definitely going to get into that. But, you know, before we start the movie review process, Steve, considering that this movie is all about, you know, I think partnerships... In various forms. There's boyfriend-girlfriend <laughs> stuff. There's yeah. girl-to-girl friendships. Mm-hmm. There's uh, a band-to-Satan relationships yeah. in here.
0: And we all know bands and Satan, they go hand-in-hand. Hand in hand. In hand. Mm-hmm. Obviously. You can't have one to not have the other. Nope.
1: So I say before we start a review of the movie, why don't we just slide, slide, slippity-slide here on into the Purview powerless. Welcome to the Purview Podcast, <laughs> and why don't we take ourselves a Buzzfeed quiz here to find out how well do we actually know our partners? You and I are married. We're both here.
0: marriedsmen. You've been with uh, Kate for eighteen years. Is yeah, that right? it's been a yeah. it's
1: been a long time. Been Emily. a long time. Been a not lonely, 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 <laughs> lonely, lonely time.
0: Emily right. and I have uh, have have been. Uh, about a decade. We haven't been married for a decade, but we've... A decade of we've devastation. We've probably been dating, I would say, around a decade. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So I think this will be interesting to see here. I have a feeling... I know that we are both both uh, close with our wife, Ken, yes. here. So I have a feeling we'll we'll smoke this thing, but let's find out. Let's start this thing off. This is a quiz by one Farrah Penn. Uh-huh. I don't know what she knows, but we're going to find out what we know. Now, Steve... Let me she works for you
0: BuzzFeed. She's bound to know something.
1: Do you know Emily's middle name?
0: I do. Sick. I was going to say it, but then I was like, <laughs> why? Maybe not. Oh <laughs> well, no, I know it. I mean, I know it. It's Anne. but like... Oh, you got an Anne
1: in there, huh? Yeah. That was my Mem Mem's
0: middle name. Oh, really? That yeah. That
1: bitch was crazy. Both
0: of my grandmothers have the same first and middle name. No doubt. Mm-hmm. Betty Jean.
1: I also know Kate Citizen alexandria uh-huh. so yes i actually I knew
0: kate's know. too though <laughs> so right? you're kind of cheap well it's like we her twitter and know. stuff so yeah it's not
1: that big a deal right all right what do we got next
0: do you know their mother's maiden name yes because it's yeah. extremely weird oh well kate's mom's middle name is like this
1: super authentic german ass name i-r-m-g-a-l-d ermgald Jesus. Yeah, it's like that. German sounds as fuck. like
0: something that Beowulf brought to right. a party.
1: Exactly right. Correct. It really does. So
0: yeah. Wow. Irm, Irmgard or Irmgalt. Don't worry, guys. I brought the Irmgalt. <laughs> I'm not going to say my wife's mother's maiden name because I I'm, security reasons. Security. Yeah, I was going to say. I, Witness I'm protection sure program. That, that one gets asked a lot for security stuff. That's probably a good point. Yeah. Hard at it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Steve. Can you name? all of emily's siblings and cousins i can name all her siblings i cannot name all her cousins because her family is mormon so they like to fuck yes there are a lot of them them. and it's not even that because her dad's family wasn't mormon but they had a ton of kids anyway yeah because that was just what you did back then so there's so many cousins i know a bunch of her cousins yeah I definitely know all of her siblings, but I can't name all of her cousins.
1: Well, see, that's the thing, is like with, with Kate, I mean, she just has one sister, and obviously I know her name, and right. she has a handful of cousins that we're close to that live around here, but then there's also yeah. a bunch of, like, second cousins and stuff Yes, that I don't know the names of, but I don't think that counts. I'm just going that with immediate That doesn't count. Let's cousins. go first cousins. Yeah. So I'm going to go, yes, I mm. can name all of her cousins. No problem, but I'm not going to.
0: <laughs> Next. Have you told them a secret that you've never told anyone? Oh God, are you kidding? Yes, yeah, obviously. obviously. What? Yeah, that's my wife. So a million she knows percent. A ton of shit about me. Oh
1: God, she knows what a fucking moron I yeah. am. That's for damn uh-huh. sure. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So I don't know how people would like not answer yes to that. That's, are that's you even it. living. Okay, see,
0: so this is the thing. Like going through these questions when you pick this quiz, I was like. Wow, this seems like a dumb quiz. Obviously, all yeah. of these things, but then it's like, wait, I know people that couldn't say yes about most. Oh, of I stuff mean, with like the my, person they've been
1: married yeah. to for a long yeah. time. Yeah, like my real dad and my mom. Like I'm sure, like he would not be able to answer these yeah, questions about her stuff for sure. It's really odd yeah. to me, you know. Next. Um,
0: do you ever eat some of their food off their plate oh god that's what we did yes. at dinner yeah
1: like we yeah. both had leftovers from yasin's uh-huh. and we just put them on one plate and reheated them together dude <laughs> whenever we travel, like this is so fucking gross to some people but Why? i just don't give a shit whenever we travel we take one toothbrush
0: okay that, that might would be gross- far that for would some gross people. emily out but it doesn't gross me out. i just don't care yeah, it's like it doesn't a kiss and stuff Come yeah on. yeah
1: it's not that different to me yeah you know okay so do you guys share food on plates
0: yeah oh 100 yeah emily will force me to try some of her food even if i don't want to she's like try this that's like
1: half of the fun of being in a relationship with somebody is like i get to go to a restaurant and try two things (laughs) i would so be fucking pissed if i was with somebody that was like no you didn't order it you don't get to eat it like i would be so mad
0: that's that's pretty much how. Like, that'd be so I fucking mean, lame. I, I'm not. I'm not like. I won't let somebody eat some of my food, but I'm not offering it. I don't know. Like I just like. I remember growing up that it was like a fight for food.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> put that like, arm around the food. Like, yeah. 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 Like, Guard it. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't really care about that. I'm not really like a germaphobe when it comes to like. Oh, I'm yeah, try a bite of this Yeah, like, I, I don't really I, care. I
0: don't mind if anyone tries my. Yeah. Food try a sip of this
1: drink. I don't really yeah. care, man. Not that much.
0: All right. Next, do you know how they like their coffee? Yes, and it's very elaborate. Yeah. She doesn't really like coffee, but she's kind of gotten into it. You got to doctor it up, though, huh? You got to really doctor it up. Lower
1: the octane. Give them mm-hmm. that low test. Yep. Yeah. Okay. What's the coffee procedure? If you don't know me asking. I'm just uh, okay,
0: so she she uh, if she goes to Starbucks, it's a real complicated order that oh, I couldn't yeah. remember. But at home, she wants a Starbucks starbucks light frappuccino like a bottled one Mm -hmm. and then she combines it with um an instant breakfast package that sounds horrendous (laughs) i agree but she needs it to be extremely sweet and she also wants it to have a lot of energy because she drinks it and then goes throughout her day for hours of yeah. work. And well, then yeah, with her lunch. job and stuff, yeah. she's got to. Yeah, so she wants, like, a lot of energy from it. But she also needs a bunch of sweet to cover up the bitterness of coffee because she hates the taste of it. Wow. Yeah.
1: Madness, dude. Yeah. Kate and I take our coffee the, the same way. We like it dork and strong and creamy. That's where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. like sugar in coffee anymore.
0: Yeah, you know what? Especially if you use cream. cream sweet. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it yeah. does. It works really well, just cream and coffee. I'll do a black coffee
1: if, like, I have to. Like, yeah. I, I'll put it this way. If it's either black coffee or that powdered, quote, uh-uh. creamer bullshit, no. fuck that shit. No, not that, that, no. that is just horrific. I'll yeah. just drink black coffee instead that of that. That stuff's
0: only good for setting on fire. Yeah, precisely. Mm-hmm. What do we got next? Do you know the name of their work enemy? Uh well you know oh with god i know what she looks like <laughs> i could pick her out of a lineup yeah and i know how much that like maybe not the name exactly mm, i'm gonna say i'm gonna say no because i don't know her name
1: okay right on but it is a her that you know
0: yes and i yeah no i've seen her i've heard stories about her if i did remember her name right now I feel like it would be... Bruh. Nope. No, I can't remember. Probably a Jennifer.
1: Jennifer's are typically... No, it's horrible. not. It's yeah. not a Jennifer.
0: So, my wife now has a new job
1: where she really just likes everybody that she works with.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I can't imagine, like, having a work enemy. Right. Oh, That's, it has to be just, awful. Like, work culture is gross to me in oh, general. Yeah. But, like, the fact that you would have to work with somebody that you legit hate... 40 hours a week with some 40 asshole. hours a week. Fuck that shit. But yeah. I
1: have known the names of all of her previous. Yeah. Yeah. Work enemies. So oh, I'm yeah. I'm going to say yes. To okay. That, Cause Think I know that. all the previous, but well. she doesn't have one now. So, you know, there's that. All right. Do you know their favorite item of clothing for them to wear? Oh,
0: okay. Well, this one's hard because she, okay. Maybe it's a pair of shoes. She has. Yeah. Yeah. But she doesn't have a favorite. I and mean, in fact, every time she, she's listening right now, um, every time you put on clothes, you just want to know if they look right. Right. Like every
1: she- <laughs> time you
0: put on clothes. So, like she, she doesn't seem to care as much. Like okay. for her, it's just stuff you put on when you walk outside. So you're not naked. Okay. And, um, she does have things that she really enjoys wearing because mm-hmm. they're comfortable, but she doesn't have something that, well, maybe she does. Yeah. Damn, am I a bad husband? You might not know. I it sounds I'm like not? there's just a lot of options here. There are a lot of options. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna say yes. Yeah, I'm gonna say I do. Yeah. I think that uh, I think that I would also say yes to this. I believe that
1: there, there's kind of a multitude of answers because it's like really the general answer is anything that is black. <laughs> Basically, all <Algeria> she is black. <laughs> But I think that right now her favorite thing is her Angry Feminist t-shirt. That's an awesome one. Yeah, that's probably the favorite thing right now. Yeah. But now we're also coming up on flip-flop season, and it's just like the favorite thing is not wearing socks.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Because fuck socks.
0: Yeah. All right. Next. Do you know their favorite item of clothing for you to wear? For
1: me to wear... Yeah, I mean, I, she seems to dig it anytime I just got like on like a sandal and a jean and like a button-up shirt. That seems to be kind of oh, okay. like the go-to rig, I think. As far as I know, I might be wrong about that, yeah. but I'm pretty <clears throat> sure that seems to be the thing where I get, "Oh, you look nicely."
0: I think anything that uh, shows off my arms, my wife like
1: get you some Python power in yeah. that thing, man. Yeah,
0: my wife's in the arms. Yeah, a real so she's like really into
1: Goro. Like if you guys are ever yeah, out, there's four
0: of them. Yeah. She's like, damn, look at all those biceps.
1: <laughs> what if she met like Kentaro? Would she be like, oh shit? Well, she
0: likes cats. Oh
1: yeah, so- <laughs> you better hope you never end up the next to Kentaro in a bar,
0: man. You'd be able to be like, we need to get different I can seats. Think of a I don't want to of sit of at the bar. Why I don't want to be near Kentaro. <laughs> Kentaro like, legit, Goro and Kentaro scare the fuck out of it because <laughs> i imagine if you ran into them and it's like they'd have to be like seven to eight hey, foot tall what do you think they're like. at the bar slamming jesus well goro like i bet he's got four sockets four like sakis. four just four sakis. now kintaro though i feel like he goes a little bit wilder he's probably drinking that you know that like uh like filipino drink that has With like a snake scorpion or a snake in yeah, it yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's he's, his jam. he's probably got like just a bottle of it he's drinking straight out of it and I'm then done. when he sets it down he goes
2: Ugh, fucking life man
1: yeah
0: he's seen it all that
1: he's Kentaro. seen all the shit dude i was thinking that that he would be slamming four four locos <laughs>
2: 16 loco? 16
1: loco that's exactly <laughs> what i was kind of thinking about it you know <laughs> all right have you ever started saying a phrase because they said it yes
0: yeah yeah a million times yeah me yeah, too that happens all the time
1: oven hot is a phrase in particular really yeah because you can say like you can take a bite of food and be like oh it's hot uh, Do you mean spicy hot or temperature hot oven hot yeah and apparently in her house they said oven hot so that's become a thing oven hot oven hot is very hot yeah right yeah. ovens get real hot yeah. What's your phrase? Do you know when you picked up?
0: Oh, uh, I can't think of, of one off. Hail hand. Satan. Hail Satan. She says a yeah. lot. Fuck she Trump. says, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. All the time. She does say that a lot. <laughs> uh, no, there are a ton of things that I've just picked. And they're also a, like, you know how you get into those rhythms where like, you know what the other person's about to say? For sure. Yeah. Like one of those. Oh, like the Beastie Boys. Yeah
1: yes like they they finish each other's sentences sentences. yeah yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's what that
0: band's all about yeah (laughs) um (laughs) like i will sometimes know she quotes the weirdest lines from movies yeah and one that she quotes a lot is where were we at 7 30 what's that it's from the third harry potter movie that's oddly specific. It's very specific and it's not even relevant to anything, but she will just say it when she hears the right British accent. Oh. Like one that's close enough to Emma Watson's accent that it will strike in her and then she will say that thing aloud.
1: Is it kind of like whenever earlier Kate said that she wishes that chair was a little taller and we said we, <laughs> it wishes it was a baller? <laughs> yes kind like it's that exactly
0: like that you know it's
1: coming got it <laughs> steve have you ever used the toilet the turlet
0: the commode while they're in the shower yes i yeah what the the, the most insane thing to me is that people are uh, like still ashamed of shitting in front of their person they're gonna be with the rest of their life i like, have to do this thing that everybody does my my wife and I shit in front of each other all the time. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. So, yes, of course, I, while she's in the shower, that's like privacy. Basically. I think that
1: it really means like in
0: the shower. Oh, like have I you shat a dump into the, in shower the shower while she's
1: in there? Yeah. Or just peed into the shower. Well,
0: yeah, I've had done that a couple times.
1: Okay. That's yeah. perfectly normal. <laughs> totally normal. The old, the old uh, steam treatment there. Mm-hmm.
0: What's next? Have you ever thrown up in front of them? Oh, oh yes. this one's a tough one for oh, you, Oh, yes, huh? I have. <laughs>
1: There was, I'll never forget the moment, because it was the 4th of July. Uh-huh. It was probably eight or so years ago. No, oh. And we had spent all day at, like, this outdoor concert thing that some friends were playing, and then, like, at a 4th of July party at some people's houses. And, you know, we had done nothing but, like, eat fried chicken, and like, a plugged watermelon, and drank beer all day and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she says that that i was just fucking drunk and threw up because i was drunk i was totally not i think oh, i got okay. some kind of a food poisoning or just a, a virus or something like that mm. i woke up at our house did the like, virus
0: make you feel like you you felt kind of dizzy and like you didn't have as much control over your precisely that's weird yeah what a weird virus it's odd <laughs>
1: <laughs> but i woke up at like five in the morning just feeling like absolute shit uh-huh. Just feeling horrible. And for some reason my first instinct was I should take a bath. That'll make me feel better. Okay. Did it? So I <laughs> I got out of bed and I started running a bath. And this is in our old house where like the bathroom was like right next to the bedroom and stuff. Okay. So I started running a bath and I got in. And I got in while the tub was still like filling up. And I guess like the noise of the water splashing and stuff, like woke Kate up. And like right as soon as she started like waking up and realizing I wasn't there is right when I While still in the bathtub, straight-up projectile vomited from the bathtub to the toilet. Yeah. Which is, like, next to it and stuff. Uh Uh-huh. Right as soon as she came around the corner. So, she's like, are you okay? Oh, my God. (laughs) Because projectile vomit is real. Yeah, it is. It's real. I've done
0: it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, yeah. She's definitely seen me yak. My, My story is similar. When we were just dating... I got just a real horrendous stomach flu. Yeah. And so this is what happened. This was early in our dating. She saw me puke, which was like, well, you know, you don't normally see that when you're early on dating. Right. But then she also saw me uh, shit my brains out.
1: (laughs) The old hammerhead,
0: as I call it. Yeah. Then she i got into the shower to sort of maybe calm down the stomach <laughs> and uh then i puked in, in the, the shower.
1: shower oh god that's so punk and rock and then chat. in the shower and
0: then it my my wife like quote, uncontrolled yeah, shit my the wife shower. quotes this all the time this is what <laughs> i said i went oh oh no oh no
1: and she was like dude are you into Gigi allen
0: yeah she she was just with me i mean because she's she's in the medical profession for her it's just like whatever yeah she's seen worse but she also she also loved me so she thought it was really cute and then she (laughs) started she told the story to her mom and her brother and they were both just like and then he he shit in the shower like, they didn't get, like, how that was cute. They were just like, all right. That's, that's amazing. That is yeah. amazing. Ten
1: out of ten. Mm-hmm. Easy ten Would out of again. ten. Would again.
0: Would puke and Would shit revisit. on myself again in the shower. <laughs> For yeah. love.
1: For love, yeah. All right. Can you name all of their childhood pets?
0: Oh, shit. That's she had so one. many cats.
1: See, I think that mostly Kate had Uh, Bitsy, which is their like childhood Uh, dog, and then Luke and stuff because there's pictures of Bitsy and Luke. If they had like pets when she was like an infant, I don't know about. Oh, well, uh, they had two Dobermans, I know their names as well. Okay, I think that's about the majority of it is the Dobermans, they had a dog
0: growing up, and then they had several cats, yeah, like just tons and tons of cats. I don't know that I know all their names. But I do know that they existed. Okay.
1: I'm gonna see it. Do you know their favorite fast food place?
0: Okay, that one's a tough one. Yeah. Not not that it would be tough to say what is her favorite. hmm Uh maybe Taco Bell. Yeah, Kate's is Taco Bell. Yeah, maybe Taco Bell. Yeah. We like we never do fast food and like uh
1: Taco Bell is kind of her like, you know, her forbidden passion. Okay. I end up having to do fast food sometimes just because I travel and stuff like that. Yeah. But basically like I think that Kate eats fast food seriously, maybe once a year whenever oh. we're like going to the beach with her family. That's seriously, that's, that's really it. that's uh,
0: all. We eat fast food more often. Yeah. <laughs> like, God damn, say, it's convenient. Uh I mean it would be tough, like it would be between like Taco Bell or Popeyes or A Popeye is good. She she also she loves the McDonald's breakfast. Yeah,
1: the yes. McDonald's
0: breakfast. I, yeah. I
1: I still won't turn my nose up at a sausage and egg bisque. I can't yeah. lie, man. McDonald's
0: has good breakfast. They're I'm going to really tell good. you what, too. A bojangles. A bojangles is great. Bojangles. <laughs> bojangles. <laughs> I won't turn <term laughs> makes it seem less racist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bohanglaise. <laughs> <laughs> Bohanglaise. yeah, lots of choices there. Yeah. A bojangles. Like, seriously, there's so many places. Because, like, I like I, a chicken filet myself. The Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A is. Chick-fil-A is, is delicious. Although, honestly, if I'm going to say favorite,
1: it's probably Chipotle. Really? Yeah, I think I'll take a Chipotle above a Chick Fil A because it's healthier and like there's more variety and stuff. See, like I, you ever got three tacos from Chipotle?
0: Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not clutch. against Chipotle at all. Chipotle is good. Love it. Um, here's the thing: is I didn't used to ever. I was like Kate. I never ate fast food. Yeah. Um, and then I started listening to the Doughboys podcast. Yeah. where They review fast food. You gotta chains. know about it. And then I was like, man, I fucking, like, I love a Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich. It's spicy one of my favorite things in the world. Yeah, like, like
1: I'm not even going to lie to you and be like, oh, it's not organic and free range. I don't no, like, no. No, it's
0: fucking delicious.
1: Yeah. A, a spicy chick yeah. is good. And it's not greasy and stuff, <laughs> yeah. too. Have you been watching any of the Try Guys stuff lately where yes. Keith has been yeah, eating he, Yeah, he
0: just did Olive
1: Garden. Yeah, I just I watched that.
0: hate Olive Garden oh, with I a know. passion. I don't know how he got through that. Oh, my God.
1: Dude, I'm sure his sodium intake was <laughs> like eight God. million times. Yeah. Well, he kept saying over and over, it's like, it's just really salty. It's mm-hmm. so, like everything. I'm like, yeah. I know. That's what Olive Garden's taste is salt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you're here, you're salty. Mm-hmm. Can all I right, name next their favorite movie? Okay. Can you name their favorite movie? I think a My Cousin Vinny would probably be Kate's choice for favorite movie. That seems to be the one that always just brings her like the most immediate, immense joy. I'm uh-huh. just like, oh, let's definitely watch My Cousin Vinny. Hot Rod. I think Rod. that's probably the thing.
0: Hot Rod? That's her favorite Fuck movie. Fuck yeah, uh-huh. Hot Rod. Uh, I Actually... I know her top three because we just talked about it last night. Boom. Yeah, but Hot Rod is her number one. Like, it's a solid, most choice. beloved movie. She she loves to watch it any time. It's that Nightmare Before Christmas. She could watch at any moment. This is totally my hat. This is my hat now.
1: <laughs> I've been drinking green tea all goddamn day. I'm you fired gonna bring up. the demons out in me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm cooked goose for everyone. <laughs> Do you know how to
0: calm their nerves? This yes. is a long. This is a long quiz, y'all. Hope y'all are buckled play, up. here yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, uh, I do. I. Um, my my wife suffers from de- depression and anxiety, and um, I also suffer from anxiety. So, surprisingly, I, I would say it's true that anyone who suffers from anxiety is probably. Uh, more equipped to okay. deal with someone else's anxiety. I believe it. Um, but specifically with my wife is we have opposite anxieties where she's anxious about the things that I'm very relaxed That's about. That's fortunate. Yeah, it's extremely fortunate. Yeah, that works Where out. If, if she's freaking out, I know how to be like, you know, it's fine. Everything's going to be cool. I know how it's going to play out, blah, blah, blah. And then the exact opposite. If I'm freaking out, she can do the same. So... Good deal. Yeah, we can both calm each other's nerves.
1: I'm going to say glass of wine... That does yes. it. Yeah, that'll so, do it.
0: Yes, I do know how to, <laughs> how, to, how to calm that girl down. Next. Do you know what their long-term career goals are? We are at an age where we already know that because it's like in action, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure what we're going for right
1: now is, yeah. is pretty much what we're trying to do here. Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, her career goal is find a way to get paid to uh, read books and drink wine and hang out with her dogs. But, I, that's not that hard. I bet she could do it. There's probably a way to do yeah. that. Yeah. Can you name the number one place they'd love to travel to?
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I can. Yes. Yeah. I'm pretty positive it's England.
1: Yeah. And England? Yeah. England? Yeah. I think uh, I think that, that, that Kate would probably say Italy, but really it's New York.
0: Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean... I can also name the place Emily would like to be currently, and that is uh, the beach. Right, be wherever the yeah. beach. Lord of mercy. That's where she always right. wants to be. Right on. Uh, can you name one gift they really want? Uh, to move to Knoxville. Boom. Really? Yeah. That's house. a house okay. in Knoxville.
1: That's what she wants. Huh? If I asked her what she wants for her birthday, she'd say, I want a house in Knoxville. So, yeah. Really?
0: Yeah. Yeah, she always does that. Huh? Yep. Um, a gift Emily really wants like I don't know she really wants a new computer she really wants a a number of things but like I feel like I'm failing I feel like there's probably something she really wants and she names it all the time and I'm just like I don't remember I
1: think either either one would also take one of those Hitachi personal massagers
0: oh yeah easily absolutely why do we're bad husbands honestly (laughs) why haven't we bought her one (laughs) next do you know their guilty pleasure TV show? I guilty, don't. I, I don't guess.
1: know that Kate really has any like
0: guilty pleasure. Yeah, I was gonna say Emily doesn't feel. I guess forensic files would be what people would call guilty pleasure, but she doesn't feel guilty about loving it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I don't know. I feel like there's something dumb that she has watched that she just knows is bad. Uh-huh. And she's probably thinking of it right now.
0: The joy that I have right now thinking about both of our wives listening to this and being like, our husbands are idiots. Yeah, I know. This is great. I
1: know. <laughs> I think that's probably the, the de rigueur for the show Yeah. in
0: general, though. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Once we get to the, the episode, it's... Yeah.
1: You know what? I'm really kind of drawing a blank right here. I feel like there is something that I definitely know that... She, she watches that is just to... like bad. Yeah, but I can't think of what it is. I'm actually well, have to mean, say no supernatural right Supernatural, maybe. No, because she loves she knows, that. Yeah, totally. Same with like Sailor Moon. Uh-huh. Or, uh huh. Or she's been watching Daria a lot lately. Those oh, are all guilty. I shouldn't feel guilty about. So maybe Daria maybe at all. maybe, I'll, maybe I'll just say no because she doesn't really have any guilty pleasures. Okay. You know, maybe I'm wrong about that. Hmm? Okay. Can you name one song
0: that knew all the words to? You? Um. That's kind of a tough one. Songs she knows all of the words. I mean, I feel like she probably knows the words to a number of songs, but man, that's a tough one. Okay. Yeah. Like a specific one,
1: like I can, you can easily name artists and stuff like that, but like a specific song.
0: I bet she knows all the words to like a stone because she listens to it pretty regularly. By an audio slave? Yeah. I bet she knows all the words to that for sure.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
0: There's a lot that I'm sure that Kate
1: probably knows from like Fiona Apple and A Perfect Circle and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sure that there's about a million Man Man songs like Do Right. I'm going to say she knows all the words to Do Right by Man Man. P.S. Man Man from Philadelphia is one of the greatest fucking bands you never heard of. Yeah. Oh my fucking God. Man, <laughs> Man Man is so good. Get their record Rabbits Habits. So good. Do you know their Zodiac sign which bears no relevance on anything ever?
0: Think. I know her birthday.
1: Yeah, Kate's a Leo, so I know that. Yeah,
0: that would be easy if it were around the, my own birth. I, I could figure it out. Uh, It's at, at January 24th. Yeah. Whatever that is. Pisces? I don't
1: know. I, I don't know, because I really don't just don't care about any of that shit. Okay. Okay.
0: I'm going to say Pisces and, and say yes. Take dollars. a swing at
1: it. Have <laughs> you ever thrown a birthday party? I'm going to say yes. Birthday parties. I throw All my time. wife a birthday party. The past couple of years, I haven't because we've been at the beach for like, you know, birthday. Been on vacation. Mm, but I have mm, many times. I have
0: not thrown my wife a birthday party. Have no. they ever let you borrow their car? Yeah, obviously. Yes.
1: Have you ever taken care of them while they were sick? Yeah. Like, Duh. What are you going to do? Currently happening. There you go. It's right there. Okay. All right. So I hit yes. All right. I got 24 out of 25 right. But you know, the one that I didn't get right was the one where it's just like no guilty pleasures. Yeah. So I don't know about that. You're practically married. If you aren't already, you know your partner incredibly well and have been through so much with this person, both good and bad. And TBH, you wouldn't trade him. For the world, I think BuzzFeed is correct about that. Yeah, honestly, I, uh,
0: <laughs> I got 22 out of 25, but it says the exact same thing. Yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. It's probably like if you're over 21, yeah, yeah. You're, you're in it for the long haul.
0: I feel like um, I failed a little bit. Yeah, and my wife is going to tell me the answers to all these questions. Yeah, same. same She's same, going to same. break it down. It's going to be uncomfortable. But it's going to be you know after what? a few drinks. Yeah. And she might, uh, she might yell at me a little bit. But you know what? That <laughs> that's the fun thing about it
1: is that when you find out you've been with somebody this long, and there's still more to know about them. The more you know, bum, 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 bum. that's nice, right? Yeah, I think that's nice. All right, now Steve, the subject of our podcast today is going to be Hennifer's Bodier. Man, I'm. From- am- 2000. I'm fucking loving it, dude. I'm almost so done with it, good. and I'm already sad that, like, I'm yeah, almost yeah, out of it. This it's is really wonderful. It's some amazing. kind of wonderful. Like, I, I wish that I would have had that whole thing for myself. Yeah. It's like walking on a cloud, a tart cloud. A tart cloud. Yeah. Totally, totally adoring it. Now, Steve, I assume this is not the first time you've seen this movie. No, it's not. Uh,
0: I actually watched this movie. Uh, by myself long ago when it came out, and I've also watched it with my wife because I I wanted her to see it. Yeah, I like this movie. Did you um, like it from the get go? Yeah, I, I liked that... this movie from my first watch. I okay. thought I, I enjoyed it. I like Diablo Cody though, um, though I I see the same issues with her dialogue that I. See with Kevin Smith, where it's like this is unnatural. It's not it's really people. Everybody right. kind of sounds the same, but yeah,
1: everybody's kind of the same character yeah. over and over. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, the, the reason I asked if you liked it the first time is because this is one of those movies that it seems like, you know, much like a lot of things, like The Thing or, or many other John Carpenter yeah. flicks, where it's like people at the time really hated it and shat all over it.
0: Yeah, he didn't get great reviews. No, uh, not at all. has like a 40-something percent on Rotten Tomatoes or something. But and it
1: seems like two or three years ago, it's like everybody just woke up from a trance and was like, "Yeah, oh, wait, no,
0: I love this movie. Right, because this movie has... Uh, Uh, implications with the me too movement and stuff It seems to have gotten more
1: popular since then. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, it really kind of, um, uh, you know, woke a lot of people up and they're like, Oh wait, actually there's redeemable stuff in this flick. Now that I consider all these other things. So yeah, it's kind of odd to see. And you know, honestly, I didn't watch this movie until the other day, like the other day. Yeah. This is the first time I had ever seen it. And we rented it on Amazon, I guess. And watched it, and I had zero interest in watching this movie because whenever it came out, and I was watching the advertising for it, and I was seeing the posters and, like, you know, the standees and stuff like that. Yeah. It just looked like a colossal pile of shit. It looked like it was the hot chick from Transformers being a man eliminating sexy woman. Like, the way that this was advertised made me be like, this is exactly what I think this would be. And I would hate it.
0: I think in some ways, that's actually exactly what it is. But Intentionally the joy so, it yeah. takes in that is yeah. what makes it a good movie. Is yeah. thats that it is that, but it's it it's self-aware. It's well aware that that's what's happening. Right. And Megan Fox is well aware that that's what she's playing off of. I think and so, too. Yeah,
1: I think so, too. So whenever I finally you know, watched it the other night. It's like I was going in with the expectations at less than zero where it's mm-hmm. just like, this is going to be... You thought it was going to be that James Spader and Robert Downey Jr. movie. Less than zero. Less than Correct. zero. Correct. <laughs> but you know, honestly, just like you telling me that you like the movie made me be like, okay, well, I'll give this a well, chance. I'll give it then. a shot. Yeah. But just my own perception of it was like, this is going to be just total yeah. garbage. So whenever we started the movie and even the opening narrative and stuff is like, okay, this is a little bit different from mm-hmm. what I was expecting. And then even just the the whole. Uh, the whole story arc and the characters and stuff have a lot more personality and yeah. heart and soul and relatability and everything to them. I was like, wow, I was I was dead wrong about what this movie is. Yeah. Uh, so I was very, very pleasantly surprised by this movie. I'm not going to say it like instantly became a favorite and, you know you you can you can read a lot of reviews of people saying like this is the greatest movie ever made the whole world every sure. baby born needs to receive a copy of this movie and it's like, okay, <laughs> it's not that fucking good yeah, it's not that great, but it's good, but it's good mm-hmm. yeah like I totally didn't um didn't hate any moment of the movie that I was watching yeah you know it's only an hour thirty hour forty
0: you don't really i like I feel like I don't see like when I'm watching it. I don't see what's coming next. Yeah. Like, it all seems to be consistent and make sense. But, like, I'm not ahead of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're We're like, like, Oh, whereas, I like, know exactly where this right, is going. Right, whereas, like, with, uh, say, my middle list of the road movie, yep. Autopsy of Jane Doe, yep. which I think is a good movie, but still... T- I'm always ahead, like I'm always ahead of that movie. I always or know like kind the, of what's going to happen or something yeah. like that. It's like yeah, exactly. You always is like oh, okay, I know this story, I know where right. this is going. But this one, I'm like okay, where are we going? Yeah, the whole time, like all right, right what's
1: next? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. I it kept my interest very well the entire movie. I never really got bored. I never really got overly critical and was like, oh, now what is this bullshit? Now yeah, a very competently made fun movie man it is i can't say i really disliked anything about it and part of the fun of this is that it is a complete genre hopping movie
0: yeah it's it's comedy and, and horror simultaneously without yeah. without the horror being the comedy like there's there's like where it's like oh squirting blood that's funny yeah, yeah 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 it's like there's comedy going on and then there's also horror going on and they kind of mesh together and, and like I'm not sure how successful it is, but I, it's interesting. Yeah. I like it.
1: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, with the the genre-hopping thing that I'm talking about, of course, you know, there's a lot of other horror comedy kind of flicks right. and stuff like that, that that really excel, like Shaun of the Dead. Yes, yeah. And uh, What We Do in the Shadows and uh-huh. stuff like that. This movie tries to do a lot of things, and I'm not going to say that it masterfully um, you know, really displays any of them. Like I'm not gonna say it's a great comedy or it's a great horror movie or it's a great mm-hmm. possession movie. It kind of does a little bit of everything and it does it pretty well, but I would say some of the real tenets of this are the 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 possession yeah movie. This has elements of stuff like Emily Rose and obviously right. y- you can't talk about possession, not the about the exorcist. Yeah. yeah. I mean having a girl become possessed by a demon Is kind of a long running hallmark in the entire genre of horror. There needs to be more male possession movies other than than Lewis Tully and Ghostbusters. (laughs) More than him. Other than him. Yeah. That's interesting.
0: I hadn't thought about that.
1: Well, it's because females are portrayed as more vulnerable. Well, and also
0: sexually. Exactly. Penetrated men exactly. Or penetrators. Yeah. yeah it's,
1: right. It's it's more kind of on the nose whenever you do it that way. It there used to be some good male possession flicks out there. There
0: do. I, I, this movie though is is really steeped in a lot of different horror movies for sure. And like, sure there is that like exorcist like demon possession element to there's, it. there's also, also the rape revenge rape revenge sort of story but this is uh, there's no rape that actually it's happened not really but it rape still parent. has that element to it yeah yeah well um, again
1: you you have the element of i have been infiltrated by a foreign body yeah.
0: oh yeah yes she has been penetrated she has been stabbed and taken it's advantage been, of yeah and stuff like that and then yeah it's far worse than than like uh, we were talking about this before where (laughs) it's like where it's like you're watching it and you're like fuck she's gonna get raped like i don't want to watch that and then she doesn't and it's like relief but it's like she got killed yeah how's that you why do i feel relief right now i know she got murdered killed in a satanic ritual yeah, but I feel better about that. Yeah, like what the fuck's going on? Um, it also has like elements of carry to it for sure. Sure, there, there's sure. the split screen sort of carry shots, some of those dual happens, focus shots and stuff. But also for sure. just the 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 prom scene itself in the montage before right. the prom scene and right. all that looks very much like carrie there's an interview with Dian- uh, i'm sorry
1: not diablo uh karen kasama uh-huh where she specifically said that she did the dual focus shot as a brian de palma
0: tribute yeah so it's yeah, like, that's it's, very, very it's very, very close. but that's interesting because i didn't point it out last week with suspiria yeah but suspiria has one of those it has some dual focus shots yeah. too it does yeah. you're right you're right Interesting.
1: Which, again, just seems like it's trying to feel like a 70s movie. Yes. Right. Yeah.
0: And this, this movie, um, I think it also takes a, a bit from Heathers and Mean Girls. I oh, mean, other a doubt, than yeah. just having High Amanda school. Seyfried in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it has some Mean Girls sort of elements to it. But it, it also is is so different than all of those because it's really just centered on a central relationship between two people who know each other extremely well. Yeah, yeah, a girl-girl
1: friendship. Yeah, and and, and you know, there's a lot of elements to it. There's a codependent kind of thing. There's also yeah. even kind of a uh, parasitic kind of a parasitic yeah. and sexual relationship between these girls too. Mm-hmm. That is not often explored in film, especially horror, yeah. which is a genre dominated by men on screen talking. Like, yeah. that's one thing about this movie is that the majority of the movie, and I'm talking probably 80% of the movie, is females on screen talking.
0: Talking to each other. and, yeah. and, and like
1: Destroys the backdale test.
0: Here's one of the things that I wanted to, to point out, like, that, that people have to recognize about this movie. Who's, uh, who's Jennifer's boyfriend? uh I mean she wants to get with the guys in the band sure she doesn't have a boyfriend right yeah yeah like a girl like her she mentions having sex we meet a guy she's had sex with huh she's not dating him
1: but then her friend who's supposed to be like uglier than her and not as cool she's
0: in a relationship she has a boyfriend boyfriend. and that's actually more like my experience of high school was more of that more of the average like i mean obviously amanda say is gorgeous and yeah yeah, actually in this i think she's prettier than she is in most movies because she just looks Looks like normal normal yeah uh, but yeah, from my high school experiences, your average everyday people are the ones that were in relationships and your right. super attractive. People were the ones that were just having sex with people and having fun. Right. And that's her. She's having she's just having sex and having fun. It's she's she's not looking for a husband. Uh-huh. She's not looking for someone to save her. She's mm-hmm. looking for a good time. No doubt. And that's something you don't get from female characters a lot. Male right. characters can do that. It, like tons of them hmm. can be pointed out. But female characters that are just looking to have a good time, it, it's rare. That is kind of interesting when you point that out, that
1: in the course of this movie, like, you know, the the quote unquote hot one is actually not the one that has sex on screen. Yeah. You know, like we see there, there's a sex scene between Amanda Seyfried and uh-huh. her boyfriend. Chip. And it's,
0: it's very like it's written very accurately. Like it's like high school sex or. Yeah. like because a lot of I got some condoms from from Walgreens yeah cool yeah like a lot of high school movies make sex seem way different than it actually is between two teenagers yeah two teenagers it's awkward but it also happens yeah like, that's what happens in this is and it that, can also be sweet and so yeah. on yeah and 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 they're like they're both involved in it like so much of sex between teenagers in movies is often shown as the guy is trying to like well especially horror coerce movies. the girl into yeah. it and then like he's also yeah. like inept at it but they're both right. equally inept they're both equally involved they just like each other.
1: That's kind of interesting. I hadn't really thought about it from that perspective, but yeah, typically in in movies, especially horror movies, uh, it is the guy. And you know, the first thing that comes to mind is like the burning, right? Which I love, but also displays just some horrible, yes, male female relationships. Uh-huh. But it, it is typically the guy like coercing the uh-huh. innocent virginal girl to have sex and stuff. But in this, it's like. I bought condoms and she's like, cool. Cool. And it's like, then and they it's have like, sex. Yeah. And it's like, this one's, yeah. what is it? What is the name of that condom that he has? It's like the super spinner, right? Like the slippery slider. So right. like he's like, it's supposed to make it feel good for the girl. And she's like, neat. Neat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, she's, it's not even necessarily that she's like super empowered and like, I'm gonna fuck who I want. Like, it's no. just like, oh, this is just normal. Like, I'm a woman and I also like to have sex yeah. with my boyfriend. Yeah. It's very he like... He doesn't
0: have to convince me. He's not stealing anything from me. Yeah. We're just, we have sex and it's fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's a little awkward because we're awkward and we're teenagers.
1: Yeah, yeah, which is refreshing actually it is it's nice to see in this uh yeah. in this genre and stuff so that's pretty cool let's talk about the cast okay. of the movie a little mm-hmm. bit here so obviously we have amanda seyfried here as needy yeah who is our main character who i kind of figured that that going from the advertisements to stuff jennifer that would be the main character jennifer would right. be the main character but yeah not. but amanda seyfried is our character and also kind of our narrator here as mm-hmm. the movie kind of starts off with her in, in prison, in insane
0: asylum, yeah.
1: Which I was, yeah, yeah. Which I was not expecting at all. Like I yeah. wasn't expecting this to start with a out of continuity narrative, yeah. Of like, hi, I'm in jail. I kick the shit out of people, a uh, jail mental asylum, whatever. Yeah. Here's what happened before the murders started. It's like as soon as that happened, I was like, okay, this is actually not what I thought that it right. was. And I thought immediately that like, okay you know maybe she's the killer all along or something nope which it turns out she wasn't but it's just to say that it completely destroyed my expectations about what this movie was going to be about yeah just by having that narrative start up front like that and she seems like she's playing this character who is in kind of a parasitic relationship with
0: Jennifer played by yeah. Megan Fox she's sort of she's sort of obsessed with her But it's also, they have a mutual friendship. Like, she's not obsessed with her and you know, uh, Jennifer doesn't know who she is. They've been friends since they were very little kids. Not that like back of the classroom, like, I'm watching
1: you but you don't know who I am kind of way.
0: Again, which is accurate to my experience of high school, it's not that popular girl is friends with popular girl it's that right. people are friends and some of them are popular right and then they still have their unpopular friends that they hang out with and there's no big deal about that right. it's not social suicide to be friends with somebody who's unpopular yeah it seemed well you know i
1: didn't go to school right yeah, that's the impression as exactly. the Boston's once said that's the impression that I get. <laughs> 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 still love that song I'm yeah it's a lie. great song but you know their relationship is is interesting because they do seem to be genuinely friends. But at the same time, I find it interesting that they they cast Amanda Seyfried and had her, you know, let let's just say quote unquote ugly up like right yeah look like a normal person. Well, she's not yeah
0: she's not supposed to be ugly. Right. She's just supposed to look normal. i she's mean, supposed of course to not she outshine is. Jennifer. She she has big beautiful eyes and gorgeous lips. Oh, she's just gorgeous. But that's yeah. actually true. I've noticed of a lot of girls that are like the needy character, a lot of women that are that fit into that that mold. It's not that they're not attractive. Right. He said that they're not obsessed with making themselves look attractive. Mm-hmm. And so Needy comes across as this just like... It, it, it's not... Like Amanda Seyfried maybe would never be this person. But Needy is a, a type of person you know. A girl who is gorgeous but also isn't obsessed with wearing makeup and wearing nice self-image. clothes and stuff. Yeah, and self-image. Like, yeah. Th- that like is, that is a common type of person right that just doesn't get displayed in te- in television and movies very often but i like that they
1: they played this role of somebody who is maybe maybe a little unsure of themselves maybe not as self-confident as, right. as they could be considering that she is as we said absolutely gorgeous yeah she
0: yeah she could be very self-confident and probably
1: sure. because she spent a lot of her life hanging out with somebody who is just marginally hotter than her saying <laughs> right. you know don't steal my thunder Uh You know, don't show your boobs when you're around me and wear your hair down, or wear your hair up and wear glasses and stuff like that. Uh But at the same time, like I said, she's not the greasy, sallow, uh, back-of-the-classroom creeper stalker that I think you would see if... Like, let's say, if a dude
0: wrote this movie. Right. You know what I mean? Because he doesn't understand the female dynamics. He doesn't understand these relationships. He thinks that the way that men perceive women as... Well, she's less attractive than that woman, so she must of course feel inferior yeah. and be subservient to her. Right,
1: right. But at the same time, like we said, she seems in her own way sexually confident and stuff. Yeah. She she has
0: she has a long term boyfriend and stuff. Their relationship is I mean it, it it's Healthy high school is that's what I would thing, call that, right? Like they, she has a great relationship with her I boyfriend, know.
1: and and again, kind of going back to the typical horror trope of like if there's a girl, she has a boyfriend who's the head of the football team who right. drinks beer and slaps around. Like that's kind of the typical horror trope of like boyfriends mm-hmm. and those kinds of things. But in this movie, Chip is like he's actually just a dude, he, he's a drummer. Yeah, he's yeah. just kind of like a normal <laughs> dude. Like he's not a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, I think it's I think it's cool too that essentially wh- how they wrote Chip in this is to be the traditional horror movie girlfriend role. Yes, you all know? he
0: does is basically uh, he he provides exposition and and furthers the story. Yep, but he doesn't have much personality on his own.
1: Well, and also ends up being the damsel in distress. Exactly, she yes. has
0: to save him at the end of the movie. Uh huh. But it's not. And he not- even has like a cheesy line that a woman, like a female character would often have or it's like I love you or whatever and he's yeah. like I think I died before you got here and your voice brought me back to oh, life oh yeah like, yeah yeah like just, they wrote him like a girlfriend yeah they wrote him like a girlfriend it's great yeah.
1: and it's it's fun too because at the same time even though they did write him as a girlfriend they didn't write him as you know let's just say an emasculated yeah super needy wimpy kind of guy as well no. like they also wrote in a lot of the dumb funny stuff that guys would do like right. well, like during that during that sex scene in the movie <laughs> which you know okay you know I, I was watching this movie with kate and and she's hyper ultra mega feminist and stuff right. and i think she she has a keen eye for finding things that uh-huh. that might not quite fit into that that narrative into that spectrum and we were watching the movie and it's like it got to that part where it's in their love scene or a sex scene whatever uh-huh. And she's like freaking out because she's seeing these yes. like psychic visions, which I want to talk about later too. And he like stops and he's like, you know, because you can see she's freaking out and he's like,
0: Am I too big? Am I too big? And then he smirks. Yeah, like, yeah. And But he's not smirking at her, which is one thing that I, I thought like that that's a, a, a brilliant stroke there because if he smirked at her, it would be like a joke at her. But it's actually something that a lot of guys that age would be proud to be told, yeah, yeah, that their dick is uncomfortably big. Yeah. Whereas, like, an adult would be like, "Yeah, I've dealt with that shit for a long time, and this is actually not cool. <laughs> it's not great. It's not great that my dick is uncomfortably well, big." <laughs> but let's also
1: just back this up a step and say, okay, there are two teenagers having sex, and the girl seemed like she was not enjoying it, and the guy stopped and asked right. her if she was okay yes yes it is framed in this funny maybe he was just making a joke to break the tension joke about you know is, is his dick too big
0: right but he but was paying attention he communicated to her. yes he like was paying is attention is to is that, how, how she not, felt yeah is that
1: not better yes. than what we usually fucking way see? way
0: better uh-huh
1: so it's like I'll, I'll give the movie credit for that too where it's like yeah, yeah maybe it makes the guy seem a little bit dumb or a little bit shallow or whatever but fuck he's communicating
0: yeah like if this were porkies or something oh yeah he just, he oh he yeah babe. he would have oh. kept stroking and been like i know right big. yeah yeah like it would have been yeah it would have been disgusting but no he stops and he's considerate yeah so props for that yeah there's i mean this is written by diablo cody yes like this is written by a, a woman who, and directed by a woman. And directed by Karen Kusama a, Another woman who A known woman A known female. Confirmed female Right
1: We've done <laughs> Karen
0: Kusama Before hey. On XX <laughs> We did her before <laughs> That's sexist Yeah We've done a Karen Kusama uh, Thing before On XX Yeah Um
1: Now Diablo Kobly.
0: D- Diablo Cobbly Dobbly. We've never
1: uh, Done anything of hers On the show Cause she's done this Not is really This only horror yeah. movie
0: Yeah Um but she, I mean, she, we know her. Right? Maybe people only know Juno.
1: That's all that's that I know from. I think that's the only thing of hers I've seen is Juno. Which yeah, Which I fine. recall, yeah, I watched it once. I recall being like, this is fine. Mm-hmm. I recall thinking it was okay. I, I, didn't, I enjoyed it. I didn't love it, but I don't hate it either. It's fine. Right.
0: Have you seen her other shit? Uh, Yeah, I saw the one with uh, uh, Patton Oswalt and Charlize Theron. Uh, A League of Theron. A League of Theron, yeah. Right. Right, my yeah, Patton Pat was in the there roles. somehow.
1: <laughs> He's the kid that cries that, that <laughs> she throws a baseball mitt at. <laughs> Dude, I want that. Like, I we too. just made this movie better. Yeah. We've talked about a League of Their Own oh for God. years. Yeah,
0: now we have Pat Oswalt playing the little kid. Yeah, yeah you're, you're gonna, gonna lose. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's the only non theron role in yeah. the movie. Oh, uh, it's Pat No. That's <laughs> <laughs> the you God kid. skin.
1: That makes it so much better. I
0: love that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so so you it. seen that one? Was it good?
1: Uh yeah, Was good? I
0: enjoyed it. Was that, I liked it. Uh,
1: young Adult.
0: Young Adult, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I I've haven't seen, seen I haven't seen Tully yet. That's also that Charlie's Theron. Okay. Um so here's the thing. Um I think Well, you have to talk about Diablo Cody and Megan Fox uh, for uh, one particular reason, and that is... Now, hang on, Steve. This sounds like this is going to be some big old deep conversation. It is. So are we going to bust open
1: another... Are we going to crack open a cold do, one? Before we do... I a room need to get, temperature one? You know, I just know that we're going to go all deep-like on here, and before yeah. we do, I need to get me a poll.
0: Please. Who give us this Ryan, Our Ryan brought us Ryan. this one when we had the uh, the the, the meet meet and up. And greet, right, yeah. this is the Pontoon
1: Brewing Nature Series with artwork by Thomas Turner, which shows. It does like, have great art. It's an apple with a burb yeah. that has caramel and uh, maybe a magnolia or something on it.
0: Yeah, some sort of flower.
1: This is their gravity glaze. I'm so excited to try this. This is an imperial stout aged in apple brandy Vanilla bourbon, vanilla cinnamon whiskey, and four roses barrels. You heard me. Holy shit! <laughs> then aged on Tongan vanilla and coffee that was aged in bourbon barrels. Jesus! What with apple pie spices for a year.
0: This is amazing.
1: It is also twelve percent alcohol. Yeah,
0: Ryan was really talking this up, oh and I'm gosh. excited for this. It smells. Unbelievable. Yes. It
1: smells like a slice of apple pie and a cup of coffee.
0: Oh, all right.
1: I can't tell you how excited Oh, that is that. dark. I expected yeah, it dork. to be
0: lighter. Holy
1: shit. That is dark. I can't wait wow. to try this. Dude, just smell that right there. Uh-huh. Tell me it doesn't smell like apple pie and coffee.
0: That's, that's that exactly what it smells
1: like. Incredible. Holy shit. Wow. I can't wait to try this out, man. 12%. That's a big old beer. It's actually 12.1%. <laughs> Why don't you grab me a tug point that thing? The 0.1% will get you. Yeah, that sets it off right there. Like, the glass is like a foot from my face, and I can smell the caramel and the cinnamon and the apples oh and stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> is that stupendous? What do you think about that? What? Oh, God, that smells unlike anything I've ever had before.
0: Whatever they did to make this was worth it. <laughs> what the fuck does that taste like? Everything. What it really that? does. That's got so much flavor and so many different flavors. I mean, the thing about it
1: is, is like, with a list of flavors like that. I mean, you're talking about an imperial stout that's already really big. Apple brandy, vanilla bourbon, uh, cinnamon, four roses, vanilla, coffee. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a list of things where it's like, you would think that it's almost like when you're a kid and you grab all the crayons and you're like, I'll make the mega color. Right. And you mix them together and it's like, oh, it's brown. It's just brown. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You would think that's what that this would be like yeah it it, all you can taste all of it yeah like you can taste the cinnamon which is a completely Uh different layer than the vanilla which Mm -hmm. is a different layer than the coffee which is a different layer than the apple
0: sim like oh my god saying the word bittersweet is not proper no like it is simultaneously bitter and sweet yeah but it's not bittersweet it's also not, like, super boozy. No. Like, it's 12%? very smooth.
1: Yeah, I mean, dude, that's basically a glass of wine. Yeah. And wine seems way hotter than mm-hmm. that. Holy shit. That is stupendous. Thanks
0: so much, Ryan. Yeah. Seriously, oh my I, God. I would have this again and again and again. The flavor Pontoon of it brewing, also
1: man. just seems to completely coat your palate. Like, I just had a tiny sip of that, Uh-huh. and it... You know, it's been like a minute now, and it's like my com- my mouth is still completely covered in all the flavors. Yeah, Holy awesome. cow. That is one of the most unique, fantastic beers I've ever had. Isn't it cool? Like, seriously, over the past, you know, a couple of years we've been doing the show, and our fans have sent us in beers and stuff like that. I've actually gotten to have some of the best beers I've ever had my entire yeah. life. Yeah, seriously. Like, even, like, touring and being all over the United States and stuff like that. I've had a lot of good beers. But seriously, some of the best beers I've ever had have been from our fans sending us shit so thank you guys so much for doing that for us yeah um you complete us you complete
0: us yeah and you get us drunk <laughs> that actually also happens damn um, thanks that's that's so good okay so we need to talk uh, about these warmer complicated women and by complicated i mean her emails i, I would actually say i mean uncomplicated i okay. mean women who drop the pretense okay uh, Diablo Cody is one of those women. I don't Meghan, know much
1: about her. I oh, know that what? she, I, I think, used to be like a stripper or something like
0: that. Diablo Cody has a media studies degree from University of Iowa. Okay. And uh, after that, she became a stripper. Okay. Um, no problem with that, by the way. No, I don't have a problem with that at all. But I think no, it's great. Go take that, advantage of
1: how simple men are that we're just like, a boob, here's money.
0: Yeah. Fucking also, like, I... Wear it out. Actually, I just, I don't even want, like i don't want to stigmatize either side of it uh oftentimes people look at guys who go to strip clubs and uh guys who frequent prostitutes as pathetic yeah and it's like well aren't you then saying that the the stripper and the prostitute are pathetic like right aren't they doing something wrong nobody's wrong in this interaction no but people like going to strip clubs people like stripping People like having sex. Yeah, it's all
1: wonderful. People like getting
0: paid. People like getting paid. Yeah,
1: it all kind of works together.
0: Yeah, but that's the thing, is that Diablo Cody is a complicated woman because men have trouble looking at a woman who used to do sex work. And taking them seriously. Taking them seriously. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So the fact that she used to strip makes it hard for men to take her seriously. All right. That's...
1: And that also, you know, plays into my expectations about going into this movie because, yeah, at this point, you know, in two thousand nine, whenever this came out, uh-huh. Megan Fox was like that girl from Transformers that works on cars while wearing Daisy Duke's and a tank top.
0: Yeah, and, and I'm and like, it was she, her she, fault. Like, yeah, that yeah. was the thing. Right, is right, that right. the world seemed to have this opinion that it was. her her fault that Mm -hmm. she was portrayed a particular way in media. Yeah, that she happened to be hot, so Mm -hmm. people hired her to do work. And as she pointed out on Jimmy Kimmel, uh, that uh, Michael Bay hired her as a 15-year-old girl to wear a bikini and six-inch heels and get sprayed with water in the background of Bad Boys 2. Whoa! Michael Bay had her come over and wash his Ferrari as the as the uh, uh, audition for transformer
1: michael bay is
0: disgusting yo but megan fox is a problem with yeah megan fox is pretty and she's she seems to know it yeah how dare she and she wears her hotness
1: on her sleeve yeah what a bitch what a bitch meanwhile it's like michael bay is like hot 15 year old
0: yeah sick yeah and and everybody's like yeah what's wrong with michael bay but this megan fox she's all like yeah i'm pretty and also I know I'm pretty and I don't want to take care of you little
1: boy and a 15 year old should have life figured out by then yeah right.
0: also yeah she got so much (laughs) shit and she's (laughs) like just a a a teenager you're a child and like she got called a slut and a whore she's been with Brian Austin Green since she was 18 no shit yeah she's been with the same man since she was 18 the fact that she's gorgeous does not mean she owes you something Wow.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know, that's the thing. It it honestly did kind of make me feel bad after I'd watched this movie because in my head, you know, Megan Fox was Michael Bay, Bimbo, Daisy Dukes girl. Mm -hmm. And then I watched this movie and I was like, oh, actually, she's actually pretty good. She's great in this, yeah. Like she has good comedic timing and stuff and she seems to be very self-aware about Mm -hmm. how she can even use my perception of her to make stuff funnier. Yep. You know? I actually did kind of feel bad about my expectations of her after yeah. I watched this movie. And I think that it was very deliberate. I don't it think was. that I think that they could have yeah. hired somebody else that was like less known but just as hot. Sure. I think that like using Megan Fox as the lead in this, as Jennifer's body, yeah. was like kind of a meta joke on the viewers. It was I for really sure. And,
0: and, Meg, and Megan Fox said that in playing this, she was just trying to have fun and she felt like she was able to make fun of her own image
1: yeah that's exactly it that's exactly it which at this point had been basically just like transformers one and two i think like i think that's pretty much all
0: she'd done as far as like movies. uh, yeah she had basically just been in michael bay michael bay movies yeah yeah and like yeah she she just she gets typecast but this movie actually does something special that uh is interesting to me when um Uh, Needy goes to the prom and she sees what she thinks is Jennifer and the girl turns around and it's it's just another gorgeous girl with dark hair and light eyes oh yeah yeah and it's just like like the movie is saying at that point that it's like Jennifer's not even special in this school right like she she's just gorgeous like you're all projecting so much on to Megan Fox
1: cuz she's a Transformers girl
0: Exactly you're yeah. projecting this onto her and she's just she's just a pretty girl who's a talented at this like right. why are you so mad what is making you so angry Wow yeah and why 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 are people t- taking so much joy in the fact that her thumbs are misshapen <laughs> like people take joy in that right. because it's like how dare you be so pretty take that you bitch for having weird thumbs yeah you're and
1: human it, fuck you and
0: she's just like i just exist i didn't make this face i just right. have it like, yeah
1: well and that's the thing too is like ultimately being pretty is not that special it's, it's like not, go yeah. walk around west town mall you'll see you will see a million so million pretty many girls, pretty girls but yeah. you get mad at the ones that make make it to the top that get hired by michael bay it's like how fucking dare you yeah well again and I mean, the same same as like Amanda Seyfried is fucking gorgeous. She's so pretty, yeah. You know, but you're not mad at her.
0: Right. Because she's playing it the right way, right? Yeah. Yeah, wearing glasses and wearing your hair up. And and when she's a character, she can be, like mean girls, she can be dumb and pretty. Right. Right. But like Megan Fox, she's assertive and pretty. She knows she's pretty. So so you're saying (laughs) that this movie kind of
1: takes advantage of the fact that Megan Fox and Diablo Cody... We're both
0: kind of these unlikable women. And here's my exact proof of that. It's named Jennifer's Body. Yeah. After a song by Hole. Yeah. Lead singer Courtney Love. Who I do not like. Same, same, same aspect. Now, she may have killed Kurt Cobain and that's why I dislike her. Okay. Quick aside. Quick aside. (laughs) By the way, have you seen Captain Marvel yet? No, I haven't
1: seen it yet. God damn it. This isn't a spoiler, but I'm just saying... I talked about it a little bit on the show last week, but a complaint I forgot to mention. You should not be allowed to have Nirvana and Hole on the same soundtrack. You should have to choose one. The movie had both on the same soundtrack.
0: You it's the time. It's the time, man. Well, hey, Here's either way, th- Kurt
1: Cobain wrote all of it, so fuck it.
0: Here's the thing. Hole is great. Because Kurt Cobain wrote all that music. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Like It doesn't matter. Without Courtney Love, Hole wouldn't be good her voice is awesome
1: I'm gonna say without Kurt Cobain it wouldn't be good because <laughs> okay, she wouldn't, be, sure, she wouldn't have also, any songs to sing
0: <laughs> also without Courtney Love it wouldn't be good it yeah. just wouldn't be good Courtney Love is a great actress she's really good in oh, yeah, yeah. everything she does yeah she's good she's good she's really great people hate her oh yeah and it's not because they think she killed kurt cobain they hated her before that yeah yeah i was gonna People say hated this her is before much before he that.
1: committed suicide so you think the fact that this movie is titled after a whole song mm-hmm. is even yeah it's more even a, a reference to like unlikable women
0: yeah if you dislike a woman like just think about this anything courtney love has ever done yeah do you dislike david lee roth <laughs> no it, I love David has Lee David Roth. Lee Roth done anything worse than Courtney Love? I would go ahead and say yes. I don't know. If he's he's ever, done way worse shit, including writing. killed nobody, including writing a song encouraging people to commit suicide. Might as well jump, <laughs> yeah. Jump.
1: <laughs> a happy song <laughs> about encouraging uh, people to commit. fuck
0: it. <laughs> we can, we let our men be complicated we let men be complicated yeah like we can still listen to norwegian death metal and be like yeah that drummer that killed somebody that drummer killed a guy because he thought Cause he, he was, was gay, gay. <laughs> yeah and you're still like yeah this is a great band well
1: like but, you know michael jackson r kelly like there's so many fucking exactly. examples right now so exactly many people you will yeah. just
0: let it slide but little kim gets too much plastic surgery and fuck her like oh and there's all those like got her stomach pumped because she's yeah. full of calm
1: rumors yeah and stuff exactly like that.
0: every woman has to be sexual well, like but then it's everything like, has stories to be about, about how much sex fucking she has.
1: led zeppelin fucking a girl with a shark and it's like, right and it's like, meanwhile, greatest rock band of all time. Right, exactly. Yeah, there there's I mean, if Men you think that double standards bullshit.
0: don't exist, yeah. you're a fucking idiot. Yeah.
1: You're a moron dude. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and if a dude has weird thumbs, nobody points it out. Fuck nobody. Because they're like not. he might feel self conscious about
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he might go shoot up a fucking mall or something yeah. if like we pointed out. <laughs> well
0: that yeah, that is actually the worry with dudes. Yeah. I can't point out that his shirt doesn't match. With his shoes, because everyone. he might go murder forty-seven people. Yeah. P.S. Man,
1: so fucking sorry for everybody in New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, what a fucked up chain of events. wow and, and I don't want to get too fucking deep down this rabbit hole, but I'm just gonna say, cheers to New Zealand for trying. Yeah. To acting change immediately. Things. Yeah. No thoughts and prayers in New Zealand, y'all. Yep. Fucking trying to change something. Yep. And uh, you know, I know that a lot of our listeners are. You know, likely all about um, uh, Second Amendment rights and stuff like right. that. We've talked about it on the show. There's a purpose for guns. I Surely totally agree. Uh, but at least New Zealand's trying something. Yeah, they're try trying something. something. Maybe this will change things.
0: We'll find out if they're you right. If it doesn't, then then you, I was wrong. Then we're wrong. Yeah. But yeah. It, But hey. But you know what? If if it does, then fewer people will die. Yeah.
1: yeah. And either way, more effective than thoughts and fucking prayers yeah
0: yeah yeah what yeah. what the quest the follow nobody does follow-ups anymore nope follow-up question to a politician saying thoughts and prayers are what are your thoughts on it and what have you said in your prayers about it <laughs> right no fucking journalist up, ever says what are like your to thoughts know. on it I would your like to thoughts know. and prayer okay what are your thoughts on yeah it? it's bad give me more cool what about it don't you like? And how could we change it? What do you think should we do? Fucking journalism. I know, It's I just like... It's uh, all about garbage. like you need... I Like I hate that both sides have now become we hate the media. Because one side right. is we hate the media because they think for some reason they're all pushing a liberal agenda. Which is never... Even come close to what I would call liberal. Like when nah. I watch the news, I'm like, these people are conservative. Yeah, all pretty, of them. pretty rational, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's just ridiculous how yeah. like journalists have, have just stopped following up. Yeah, it's insane. Anyway, yeah. so okay, yeah, so. this this movie, yeah, this movie in a lot of ways is it's it's about like Diablo Cody said specifically, she was writing it for teenage girls to tell them you can be anything like okay yeah you can be anybody right and especially towards the end of the movie i think we do get a lot of the message yeah a lot of that just like you can be whoever you want being a woman doesn't mean you have to care about a man's feelings yeah you don't have to be everyone's mother you don't have to be delicate and petite and wonderful to everyone you can be shitty and you can suck It's fine if you're kind of a jerk to your best friend. Yeah. It's fine. Whatever. You're just a person. Be you. Right. So it's interesting to note that this was made as a movie
1: for teenage girls and stuff, considering that the marketing for this could Uh, not have been worse. Because basically, it seems like the guys who got a hold of the marketing for this thing decided this is a movie for horny teenage boys. Yeah. Because all I remember seeing is like the movie poster is just total shit it's like megan fox in like a cheerleader right. outfit with like a midriff exposed and like which is hell yeah and she's and, not
0: like first off she's not even a cheerleader she's on no. the flag team yeah yeah which like
1: is subverting
0: same. that trope already like right. the flag team is not the popular girls the flag team uh, in uh, my high school was part of the band mm. so like She's not necessarily that popular from yeah. the beginning. So in no, other words, kinda of saying, kind of like we were saying about being hot, like not even
1: that special.
0: Yeah. Right. She's not even she's special to Needy. Right. That's what's special about her is that she's Needy's friend and she's special to her. Sure. And yeah, like, I don't know, like Yeah, that that's an interesting element to this, is that she, she the way that they portrayed it in the commercials was that. This is about the popular girls making out and getting naked.
1: Yeah, because I remember watching the trailers and
0: it was just like, oh, they make
1: out and she says she goes both ways and yeah,
0: but it's not that. It's not that at all. Yeah. Like they're I mean, their kiss could be complicated for sure for yeah. some people. But, I, but it was
1: originally supposed to be a sex
0: scene. Just for right. Sex it's scene, supposed yeah. to be even further. Yeah. Um. I I like it um in particular because as Diablo Cody pointed out if the kiss had been between a male and a female character it would be unremarkable yeah absolutely it would so. it would just yeah, be a normal scene in the movie yeah between these two people
1: but the thing is is i even kind of think that whenever you get to that scene and i mean okay obviously it's these two gorgeous women yeah. kissing and stuff right i think pretty much anybody that is watching that is yeah. going to be affected in some way yes it's yeah. easy. It's easy to watch it and go like, "Oh man, this is just pandering to the male audience," but also too, I think the point of that scene was more like to show that like this is what Needy has always wanted. Yes, she has had. It's from her point
0: of view. She has also a too, physical attraction to Jennifer. Yeah, exactly.
1: Because yeah. what you got to remember too is that this this movie is all a. Isn't that beer insane? Yeah. Every sip of so it's, just, it's just amazing. <laughs> it's like four-dimensional flavor. Yeah. But this entire movie is Needy recounting the tale uh-huh. to us. Right. The viewer. It's like she is the narrator.
0: Yeah. So she could be unreliable for sure. Absolutely yeah. so.
1: And so whenever it gets to that scene and it suddenly gets like super up close and super intimate and stuff like that, it's because that's how much it meant to Needy. I don't really... Right. And again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there was some like... Super, just you know, average ass dude on the board of directors that was like, You should make him kiss and close up on him. No, it. you know no, what I mean? This, this, or maybe it's just to show us like it's made to give us a point of view of how much Needy liked that moment, yeah, and has wanted that moment and stuff. Yeah, Diablo Cody and it's Kirk, her point of view,
0: Diablo uh, Cody and Karen Kusama both said they wanted that scene, and it, it was the, originally in the script, it was supposed yeah. to be there. And they wanted it to be there because they thought it had resonance, right? Like it meant something more. It's easy to to to
1: perceive it wrong again, yes. considering the marketing and stuff. Where it's just
0: like that—that exactly. that
1: is that scene right there—is probably exactly what everybody that bought a ticket for this movie was expecting. Yeah. But that's the crazy thing about this movie to me is that considering the marketing was so obviously decided that it was like, you know who would like this movie? Fucking 14-year-old boys. Right. But then if 14-year-old boys went and saw this movie, they'd fucking hate
0: it. Yeah, this is not for them. No, because... It's not up
1: their alley. Like, you don't see... You don't see fucking Megan Fox's boobs or butt or anything. There is no Megan Fox nudity yeah. whatsoever in this. There's actually, I don't really think, any female nudity in this no, movie. There's no, there's none whatsoever. There's also not really a ton. I mean, there's some gore, but there's not like a ton. But the sex is really what sold this movie. Yeah. And if you're a 14-year-old boy and you go see this flick with your expectations and you get, oh, shit, female characters with actual depth and relationships. Yeah. I don't and, get this. Yeah, and like yeah. Uh, a sex scene that's honestly, and it sounds super corny, that's more of like a love scene. Yeah. Uh,
0: and you, also... You, even there's
1: blood running in the walls. And it's also
0: like... The, the kiss in context is being used to, to stop Needy from asking questions. Oh, it's, it's manipulative. Yes, yeah, manipulative, manipulative. Yeah. kiss. It's not... It's not sexy time, really. It's not sexy time. It's supposed to be used to manipulate her. Yeah. And that's a negative. Okay, so... In 2018, Constance Grady, writing for Vox, uh, attributed the film's, uh, initially poor reception to the reviewer's assumption that a teen horror flick is intended for a straight male audience. Typically, yeah. And that if a film failed as a, uh, a failed to meet that audience's expectations, it failed as a film. Okay. And so she points to a particular review from the time, um... Uh, that states if you're in search for a way to see Megan Fox's body there are a lot better ways to do it than subjecting yourself to this huh so the reviewers at the, point. the time were missing the point like, like the, every- view- the viewers are like we wanted to see her boobs and butt yeah what was the review gonna be Boobs were there. Good. <laughs> like, Butt was nice. But I like.
1: <laughs> I don't understand. But, but, you know, again, that is completely playing into your expectation of yeah. the fact that this is Megan Fox in the movie. Right. So and you're just like, well, she's just
0: some slut. I guess she'll show her boobs. Yeah, and it doesn't play that way. And Yeah, and the bec- movie would be worse if it did. Oh, yeah, it would be terrible, but be I, oh, you know what? Here's what I'll tell you right now. Tell me. There are some other horror movie podcasts that would love it a whole lot more.
1: Oh, it yeah, for be, sure. We would yeah. see it
0: on Instagram uh, a whole lot more. You'd see a whole lot more people talking about it, and they'd be defending it, and they'd be talking about it as though it was this important, not important, but as though it was important in their classic. life yeah. it was a modern classic because it showed boobs it was my expectations it was exactly what i expected it yeah. was gore and boobs yeah exactly um but that like that's boring like yeah. i i think once we got to the point where porn was on demand and easy to get to like you don't need to go to the movie theater to see a boob right yeah we don't need that and oh my gosh, you can't see Megan Fox's boobs. Well, you can see a million other boobs. Yeah. How important is it to you? Do you know her? Yeah, like <laughs> have you guys had like some past interactions that make you think like her boobs have like They'd be better than other boobs, be- I'm sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're uber boobs. <laughs> Like, yeah. The thing that's so
0: funny about this is like I know that these are thoughts that go through yes. like, man lizard brain man, I reme- without a doubt. I remember uh, and I'm not dissing on Britney Spears here with this story. Yeah. Because uh, I like me some Brit. Leave Britney alone. But I remember when Britney Spears first album came out I was talking to a guy in class this was in high school. Talking to a guy in class and he was like you got that new Britney Spears album? And I was like no. <laughs> no. And he was like why not? She's hot. And I was like, <laughs> I can't hear it through the CD. Dude. Like, yeah, you can see pictures of her like on TV. Like, what, yeah. why do you need the CD for that? Like, <laughs> like there's just this weird like, yeah, her
1: CD. She's hot. <laughs> okay. That's, that's like one of the
0: most amazingly like male sentences yeah. I've ever heard. Oh, and That's the thing is if you're if you're writing for teenage boy audiences, those are the minds you're writing for and There's just not much to mine there anymore. We've done it. Yeah. All of the things you could say about the teenage boy mine have been said. Yeah. And most of it was said with the first movie aimed at them. Likely. Yeah. Like, there's not a whole lot there. (laughs) So, (laughs) it's nice to see a horror movie about sexy women aimed at women. Yeah. A teenage girls in particular. Right, where it's like we can take this, we can subvert it, and we can make it empower. Yeah, that's
1: cool. But you know, that's the weird thing about it, though, is that, like I said, this is definitely aimed at a def- at a demographic that wouldn't like this movie.
0: Well, yeah, no, the the yeah the previews and stuff. Absolutely, yeah, so. they were yeah. definitely aimed at the wrong audience. And
1: so this movie cost, I think it was like sixteen million dollars to make. Yeah, and I want to say off of its theatrical run, it made like sixteen point two or 16.9 or something like that, which means it did not cover the marketing budget right. and stuff, too. Like, $16 million was a production budget. Right, yeah. My marketing, marketing yeah, they
0: never factor the marketing into the budget. Don't know why. Which is probably I, well, I do know equal. why. It's the studio's way of retaining power. Sure. then, if yeah. your movie cost $20 million and it made $50 million, they can say, We did we, it, huh? $30 spent, million. Dollars. <laughs> well, they can say, Well, we spent $40 million advertising it. We lost. <laughs> we lost. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, well, what the fuck? That was stupid. Why right. did you spend $40 million advertising? So, this movie totally took a bad whenever it came
1: out but it's just because the wrong people are watching it yeah and the thing is is like i know so many chicks that are into horror movies and stuff that would love yeah, to see a horror women, movie for them
0: women tend to love true crime and horror and it's really weird oh god yeah dude horror is only now catching up to the fact that i know more horror.
1: chicks that are into like true crime and stuff than than guys
0: yeah oh yeah for sure Without a doubt. yeah way more women way more women are intra i i think it's because women have to think about the daily fact of possibly being attacked oh uh, exactly yeah. fucking right are you kidding yeah so yeah
1: no i think i was about to say the same thing if you didn't like yeah. i think
0: that's why chicks like it is because they're like what yeah. could
1: happen to me let's observe <laughs> right yeah
0: and and, and preparing for it. it it is uh cathartic in some way meanwhile guys obviously. are like
1: How'd that guy get caught? I shouldn't get caught, so I oh should learn how God. he got
0: caught. I, I I react negatively to that because that is how we think. Yeah. That is seriously... We watch... How'd that it. guy fuck up? Though, I mean, though, to be honest, from my experience of women who love true crime, they're also thinking the same thing. Of, yeah. All right, don't do that if you don't want to get caught. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> but so yeah. is
1: I just wonder how this movie would have done if it was marketed... Correctly again, it's one of those things that yeah. has uh, enjoyed a renaissance, a resurgence right. in the streaming and downloadable world and stuff. But and the
0: humor stands up there, like yeah. Let's it talk does, about the humor. He does have a problem of whether it's a comedy or a horror movie. It, they're sort it of like fighting. It. Yeah, yeah it, it doesn't quite commit. But the 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 jokes are still funny. The yeah. jokes that are there are funny, but there aren't. They're more few and far between. It's more like just. Uh, witty turns of phrase that aren't necessarily Gilmore Girls-ish. Yeah, it's very yeah. Gilmore girls ish What's up, I- Yeah, which I actually, I love. I love Gilmore Girls and I, I love, I, I really like Diablo Cody's method of writing, but I <laughs> I, I've also said in the past that I don't like Kevin Smith's dialogue, and it is not a stretch to say Diablo Cody and Kevin Smith's dialogue are very similar.
1: Well, from what, you know, again, I've only seen Juno and this, so I can't really comment too much, but the feedback that I seem to have gotten is that. That she just kind of tends to write the same character over and over. Which again, you could say the same thing about (laughs) Kevin Smith and I love Kevin Smith obviously. Yeah, I think
0: young adult pushes it a little bit but yeah, it is still a woman in the middle, like this is what Kate said a woman in the middle of a transformation a woman changing transforming and becoming something new Uh, Juno it's it's a young girl becoming pregnant and seeing the world in a new way here it is Uh, a girl who you know she's very attractive, et cetera, blah blah blah. But she has not, she has not been exposed to the evil of the world, which is personified by this band, low shoulder, yeah, who take Sucks. complete advantage of her and sacrifice her. And yeah. they do suck. Horrible music. They play Terrible. one song, and the the like, the movie is not saying this song is good. That's just something you should recognize when yeah. watching this movie. Is that the movie is not. Saying this band is good. This song is good. The movie is saying specifically this band sucks. Yeah. And their song sucks. And they wouldn't be popular without this major event occurring.
1: And I want to talk about this movie's relationship to to tragedy. And as the movie calls it, tragedy boners. I want to talk about that in a minute. Let's get to the humor element first. Because that was something you mentioned a second Mm -hmm. ago. That really, I was not expecting out of this movie. I was not expecting it to be comedic. And whenever the movie gets going and we've got stuff like J.K. Simmons with a hook hand.
0: <laughs> he's for so, zero reason. Yeah, he's so dedicated to this tiny little a, role. A I love toupee. it. a horrible
1: toupee. A horrible toupee. Like, I was seriously expecting. I was like, oh shit, that's J.K. Simmons. Why is he wearing a toupee? He <laughs> has a fucking hook hand? Yeah. I was like, this is going to come into play at some yeah. point
0: later. It doesn't. Uh, and Amy Sedaris is like weird uh, Amy Sedaris is the mom. Dude. Yeah. And her weird, like religiousness that actually does come back to play a little bit later when needy, like whenever, um, Jennifer takes needy's boyfriend and yeah. needy's like, she's like, uh, St. Jude, uh, our Jude, saint of uh, Lost Causes, please help me beat this bitch's ass or whatever. Like, <laughs> Which might be kind of a carry thing. Yeah, too. it's kind of a carry thing. And that's the thing yeah. is that her mom has that weird sort of religiosity to her and she has it. And it is a carry thing, but it's also like it, it it makes this character that you only see for a brief moment. Amy yeah. Sedaris is only in this for what? The one I, scene? I mean, in, insanely underused because Amy yeah, Sedaris she's amazing. is a treasure. She's hilarious. She is Princess Carolyn.
1: Fucking dude, Mimi Canassas. She's, she's, she's hilarious Everybody, wolf, dude. Oh, yeah. I have never. I don't know. I've never declawed kittens before. <laughs> All right, bring them over. Like, dude, she is the shit. She's so funny. And in, uh, uh fuck, what's it called? Oh, damn it. What was the Comedy Central series? Oh, Strangers back? with Candy. Thank you. Strangers yes. with Candy. So funny. Yes. So fucking funny. She's great. And then even, you know, kind of, and this is a bit of humor that goes back to what you're talking about, about, uh chip being written as the girlfriend uh-huh whenever chip's mom gives him like girl mace uh-huh and it's like in a pink yeah like pretty can yeah. but it's like rapist mace or whatever right. like even that is like a weird bit of kind of emasculating humor
0: that you it wouldn't is. question
1: if it was being given to a girl but
0: everybody should carry mace i do yeah <laughs> carry it yes That's probably a good idea. yes it's a good idea you know what you don't want to happen a high school fight on the street. Well, also, people, maybe, every uh, dude thinks, "Oh, I could beat somebody in a fight." Not an yeah. eighteen-year-old; they'll beat you fucking up. Yeah. yeah, you're 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 dealing with people that'll beat the fuck out of you yeah. because they've stopped you to rob you. Spray capsaicin in their eyes <laughs> and away. walk away. <laughs> You've also had your throat cut yeah. by a bomb. Oh, sure. Yeah, I've I've had the that situation where things. I almost died, and it's like, I you're you're not. You're not impressing anybody. Yeah. Who would I have impressed if I beat that guy in a fist fight? Is
1: that what That Don't Impress Me Much was really about?
0: I think so. Okay. So you got in a fist fight. That don't impress me much. Oh. Oh. Oh.
1: (laughs) But there's funny stuff going on. Yeah. All over this movie. And it's the kind of thing where, like, I think if I watched it again, I would probably laugh more. Right. Because my expectation was not for there to be humor in this movie. So when funny stuff happened, I was like... Wait, what? Yeah. Like, did you notice in the high school, there's like posters for what happened to Baby Jane the musical?
0: (laughs) I didn't. What the fuck? I didn't see that. What? That's hilarious. Yeah. Like,
1: that's like something that would happen on Strangers with Candy. (laughs) Yes, it is. Where it's just like, what the fuck is that? That's hilarious. You know? There's really funny stuff going on. And of course, there's really great stuff going on with even a lot of Jennifer's dialogue and stuff like she gets fucking stabbed with that pole and she's like got a tampon right yeah, yeah. and <laughs> well I do like okay even even like even <laughs> funny stuff that I'll, I'll get into this later and stuff too but like that scene where like the band is about to murder her and she's like
0: I could just get you guys a manager I could be I could be part of your street
1: team yeah, like, yeah. it's like that's really funny and she yeah delivers it that is stuff like they, very it, well that
0: actually makes that moment more horrific Because to think about that, to think about the jokes flying right before you all sacrifice a girl—it's like, man, that's callous. That's real cold. Yeah, that's real cold right there. The humor in this really
1: kind of took me back. I was not—I was not quite expecting it. Well,
0: Diablo Cody sat down to write a straight slasher. Like that's what she intended to do was to write a straight slasher. That was going to be sort of subvert a lot of the things and be more female empowering. Mm-hmm. But the comedy just comes natural to her. So the comedy kept sneaking in. And it, in the end, I do think what you get is a movie that is is not quite a comedy, not quite horror. It, it, like the comedy and horror kind of fight. Yeah. They don't merge well, it's not like again. Every Sh- time. Shaun of the Dead is the perfect yes, the perfect
1: horror comedy where yes, it's it like it is actually scary and dreadful at times, but also hilarious. Yeah. yeah whereas yeah.
0: like what we do in the shadows is just funny. Yeah. But much also has horror elements. Be. Yeah. This yeah. this is this is hard to define as either. Yeah. It, it kind of doesn't. It's kind of awkwardly either.
1: treading the
0: line. Yeah.
1: As far as being either one, because. And again, maybe maybe it goes back to the fact that this movie had serious things to say. Yes, it but did. But it, it also couldn't help but be kind of funny. It's like, I mean, if I wrote a movie or whatever, it's like I couldn't help but inject a little bit of humor into it because sure. I like funny stuff. Yeah. That's who I am, you know. So maybe it was kind of having a little bit of an identity crisis
0: as far as what it was trying to be. You know what? Maybe it is though that we're having trouble with is where like you watch so many horror movies and you see. So many horror movies try to attempt humor, yeah. and fail miserably oh, just at it. Horribly, yeah. That seeing a horror movie where they don't fail at the comedy, it's like, what Kinda, is this? Like, it doesn't. It meet either your has to be a comedy horror, yeah, or just fail at comedy completely (laughs) right and be so bad that it's funny this is in between that where the comedy succeeds and also the horror elements succeed but right in other words we don't know how to deal with it yeah we're not we've not seen it before we don't
1: have a we're not quite sure to put it in the filing cabinet right yeah what you're saying
0: and yeah Shaun of the dead came out around 2007 so a couple years before this like wow yeah
1: i forget how old that movie
0: is yeah god it's so good it's so good But yeah, like, there are very few horror comedies that do the Shaun of the Dead thing where they can have horror and comedy simultaneously, and this movie tries it and doesn't... It doesn't fail at either, but doesn't succeed at combining the two, I think. Right. Yeah.
1: You know, ultimately, what I think that this movie is is really kind of about... I want to see what your thoughts on this are, too, as far as, like, what this movie is actually truly trying to say and what it's trying to explore, because... That's the great thing about horror is that it gives us many lenses to explore right. real life topics through. I think that this movie, in a lot of ways, that beer is seriously insane. It's I know, it, me like crazy. every every sip, like every me nuts. sip, like what is this? I know, this so good. It's a mystery fluid. Mm-hmm. But I think what this movie is really trying to explore, in a lot of ways, is I think the nature of of codependent relationships. Yeah and the nature of victims and predators in a lot of ways. Uh-huh. Because if you watch this movie and you think about it, there is kind of this food chain, let's say, uh-huh. of people, Predators and prey. Yeah, yeah. And you could even even strip it down further and say, people that want to fuck people that don't want to fuck them... Okay. That also yeah. have people above them that they want to fuck that, that don't, don't want to fuck, fuck them. him. Yeah. So it's like the food chain would go with something like, let's say, you know, Needy. Co- yeah. Okay. You know, let's start with Needy, really is into Jennifer. Right. And they have this codependent thing going on. Uh huh. Jennifer is not interested in Needy. No. But she strings her along. She does. Jennifer really wants to fuck the guys in this band. The yes. band does not want to fuck her. They only want to use not her. Not interested.
0: Well, and again... They refer to her as like the Butter Queen or like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something ridiculous where it's just like, Implying that she she's she's pretty for the area, but not pretty overall. Right, 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 right.
1: Because uh, it's like a small town yeah. stuff. Devil's Kettle. Yeah. But, you know, it's like you've got Jennifer taking advantage of Needy just to get what she wants, which is to kind of be her wingman uh-huh. of sorts to make her look hotter by downplaying herself. Yeah. You've got the band that only wants to use Jennifer to gain fame and allegiance with Satan and stuff right. by sacrificing her. And then even above that, you've got even, you know, Satan and the demons that doesn't really give a fuck about this band. Right.
0: It's or, like, or the American public that doesn't give yeah. a fuck about this band that they need to make a deal with Satan to actually... Yeah,
1: yeah. exactly. <laughs> and I think that the way this movie explores this is really interesting because you see, you know, initially... I think your your first thoughts would be like, man, Jennifer is really just mistreating Needy and stuff right? to get whatever she wants and, and flirt with guys and make herself look better and stuff. Uh-huh. But then, again, there's this food chain that's above her. Right. Too, you know, that just yeah. wants to take advantage of her. It just goes to show you that whoever it is that you're idolizing, they idolize somebody else. And there's that person idolizes somebody else. There's always a bigger fish. Yeah, a gun gun a bigger fish. That- yeah. And I think that what's cool is that at the end of this movie... I think that Needy figures that out. Yes. Uh, I think that very specifically, like after Needy... Uh, has her confrontation with the demonized Jennifer, uh-huh. who like bites her and stuff, but doesn't kill her, right? And there, then there's that thing about like after you get bitten by a
0: demon and you survive, absorb some demon powers, yeah, yeah,
1: which is to say, after you get out of one of these parasitic relationships by breaking the BFF necklace is very obvious. Right. Uh-huh. After you get out of one of these relationships and realize what it is, you gain power from it. That's true. And that, then, I mean, even and,
0: if that's not uh, the message of this, which yeah, I think it's you're absolutely right. absolutely true. That is an absolute truth.
1: But then yeah. the thing about it is, is that after she gets away from this, after she gets out of Jennifer's parasitic relationship uh-huh. and stuff and, and breaks away from her, she realizes that who's to blame here is the person that's above them, the band. Right. Which is why she goes and kills the band. Uh-huh. She realizes I that they're... I love that, by the way. Right? Like, There's yeah. this ladder kind of effect uh-huh. here where it's like don't be mad at the person that's treating you like shit. Be mad at the
0: person that trained them to treat you like shit. Exactly. Oh my God. This is my entire fucking philosophy on life. Like stop being mad at the people that are, are like just incrementally above you. Right. Yeah. Start recognizing that there are people way above all of this Mm -hmm. that are making this happen. Yeah. That need to be taken out. Um, but yeah, like, I love the ending. I love that she, get, like, it's got this great, happy ending, but it's, like, happening in the the credits. Yeah, which like, I, I do love that it takes place during the credits. Yeah, like, it's, it's like, this is tacked on, but it'll make you happy to watch. It'll yeah. make you happy to see this band get what they deserve. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really enjoy it. But you're right, like, that is exactly, like, one of the main parts of this is... And, and I think maybe coming from uh, Diablo Cody, I think comes from Minnesota or something like that. Yeah. Some, some sort of backwards place. I think maybe that's her way of saying, like, you know what? I've gotten out of that. Like, I've gotten to yeah. the point where I'm a, a bigger fish and I can see, like,
1: you, all you, that you bullshit out. I was worried out. about
0: yeah. the whole time. Like, all those fish in between were so useless. Like... right. You can just move beyond it. You yeah. can just say like, look, I'm not look trying past to past it and see the next bigger fish. Yeah, right. everybody else is like, everybody else is in charge, is what you start seeing. And when you stop letting the smaller fish tell you what to do, you become empowered. Right. And yeah, she becomes a K I C K E R, man, a kicker. <laughs> kicker. Yeah, like she becomes a badass. Yeah. And it's ah, it's cool. It's a real cool sort of transformation. I think this movie, like. The fact that it's titled Jennifer's Body and the way that it was advertised made it seem like it's about Jennifer, Megan Fox's character. But she has so... like She has a major uh, role in Needy's story, Mm -hmm. but she's like a speed bump almost along the way of Needy becoming this badass.
1: Yeah, total hard ass.
0: For sure, for sure, man. Yeah.
1: Is that kind of what you get out of the movie? Do you have any other interpretations of it?
0: Um... Yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty accurate. I I would say that, like, this movie seems to have a lot to say about um, women just not caring. Like, trying to not care Mm. being very important. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's one of the elements of it is that, like, you have to realize that everybody's a a small fish in a big pond. Like, nobody's really the big fish. Mm -hmm. Everybody's fighting all these other fish for this power and like all you got to do as a woman is what a man has to do as a man and like uh, actually megan fox said this about the role she said i was just flying freely and i hope some of it kind of works wow and i realized that's what i do every single day like (laughs) i didn't realize for a woman that that that's that was an like event. A thing. right right it's right. an event yeah that's just tuesday
1: to, for a dude yeah for yeah. a
0: dude i wake up and i just do whatever and think like oh i hope it works right like that that this movie is about like t- teaching women to say like yeah you can do that too you can stop you can stop caring right you can just be you and that's a great fucking message i i love that now, uh, you know, we've talked about the movie. It's not perfect. It has its issues, for yeah. sure. But in the end, I love the message, and I Me love too. the humor, and, and I love the the, ro- the way that Megan Fox plays her role and the way Amanda Seyfried plays her role. Like, they really bring a, an interesting perspective to these, these roles. Right, and, for sure. And make it, uh, in the end, a movie that I'll, I will continue to watch.
1: Well, and going back to the narrative of, you know, again, predators and victims right. and that food chain that I'm kind of talking about, too, uh, we mentioned a second ago that the, the movie uses a specific phrase, tragedy burners. Right. <laughs> which I think is really funny. It is funny. And but... also all too American. Yeah. Where, you know, every time that something fucking horrible happens, you're, for better or worse, we all tend to band together and hold hands and stuff like that. Right. But ultimately... Again, just beyond us on the food chain, are people taking advantage of that? Like, I remember yep. after 9 11, mm-hmm. it's like you couldn't go to any checkout counter and not see any kind of like red, white, and blue trinket right. available for sale to you. That and was you were made meant in to China buy or whatever. It to
0: prove your patriotism.
1: Exactly right. Exactly right.
0: But and, the and, person who's selling it is proving. <laughs> How yeah. much money they want. Well and in yeah. this
1: in this movie too, it's like it goes above and beyond to show you that, yeah, this band played this show Right. There was this fire that got started, which is kind of questionable. I don't really
0: know how to fire. Yeah, the I was very... I, like, the, suddenly, this curtain was on fire. That's why I said that it's it's like the Carrie scene, because it almost seems like Needy maybe causes it in yeah, some way. Know, it's like right? She's staring at the area where it And starts. she's obviously jealous of the band.
1: Right. And maybe Needy has powers. like Maybe those psychic visions right. and stuff you see that maybe she Maybe that's
0: all power. Maybe it's not... Um uh Jennifer projecting that right. Maybe she's her. always Maybe had this power. She's always been because she yeah. does know that Jennifer's at her house before Jennifer is even announced. Yeah, and like she knows she, that Jennifer's like kissing her boyfriend when she's at prom right. and stuff. Like she knows. Yeah, she knows those things. So yeah,
1: yeah that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Maybe uh-huh. she had this power all along, but she just didn't know yeah. it because she was trying to stay on her rung on the ladder. Maybe. I hadn't thought about that. That's very that's pretty cool. I just yeah. thought about that. <laughs> But, you know, the thing is, is, like, this band is playing this show, and they fucking suck. They they're do. horrible. They're real bad. They're, like, a very, like, 2001 MySpace emo band.
0: Yeah, th- yeah. this movie is definitely not set in 2009. Feels a little, ab- <laughs> little before its time, yeah. for sure. But they're playing this show, and this
1: fire breaks out, and, like, a bunch of people die at this club, mm-hmm. but then it's, like... Not a-
0: Star-Lord, though. No, Chris yeah, Pratt Chris is Pratt. in this movie, by the Chris way. Chris
1: Pratt, dude. Like, back yeah. when he was kind
0: of chubby. Yeah, it was like right right before Parks and Rec started yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Like, we were watching
1: it, and I was like, man, that guy looks like, oh my god, is that Chris Pratt? Yeah. And I checked, <laughs> and I'm like, holy fuck, that's Chris Pratt. Yeah. And in the movie, he's basically just the guy that fucked Jennifer
0: in the ass. Yeah, he is, but he's also... What's real surprising to me is he's only in it for a brief time. Oh, yeah. Seriously. Like Very like Four brief. or five lines. But his reaction to the way she talks to him seems like he may be way more into her. Yeah, I think Than so. she is into him. Yeah. Which I actually thought, like, established a lot about her character. Yeah. But also made me be like, oh, that's sad. Right. <laughs> Poor Star-Lord. <Yeah. laughs> so this fire breaks out. A bunch of people die. Like,
1: as this thing is going on, like, Jennifer's in shock. The guys from the band are like, oh, hey, yeah, you should drink this. You should go to someplace oh, familiar yeah, like they're our van. so, like... They're he, taking advantage Yeah, Adam of, Brody,
0: he, he's great in this, but, like, yeah. yeah he's he, a total fucking
1: creep. Total fucking awesome. creep, yep. <laughs> but, you know, it's like there are these people that take advantage of knowing that whenever a tragedy happens, mm-hmm. well, people are going to be vulnerable. Yeah, now, now's more, the time to strike. Yeah, more open to suggestion yeah. of whatever I want you to do. Yep. Patriot Act.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah this but it's completely that iraq and war yeah like yeah. it's just like i can throw out any two words yeah and it's patriotism somehow bush yeah. cheney bush cheney yeah why would you ever vote for anyone else right yeah
1: but and even jennifer like after jennifer has gone through this she starts taking advantage of it and taking advantage mm-hmm. of the fact that all these boys are in more vulnerable emotional
0: states well, i mean let's talk about that real quick we have to we have to point out that Jennifer, in fact, Jennifer in this movie is a complete innocent who is killed within the first act of the movie. Yeah, and the person we see after that is a a demon. It's not really her. Yeah, yeah, but yes, in what you're saying, that is exactly what she starts doing is yeah. taking advantage of these boys and taking advantage of uh, like she does it with the one guy, like he his friend died in the fire. Yeah, and she. She's yeah. like seducing him and is like do you remember what's his name and when he died yeah, or whatever it's real creepy just basically trying yeah. to
1: cripple him and get him emotional and stuff so yeah she can and that's take what she says
0: about the emo kid Colin yeah that, like she needs him to be helpless helpless and sad or something yeah like that. yeah I can't
1: remember what she says
0: yeah so yeah she's taking advantage right in, in a lot of ways she's doing exactly what you're saying the she is in, in several ways exactly like the band just taking advantage of a tragedy to get what they want. Right. Yeah. Which again
1: goes into the whole food chain things that I was yeah. talking about too. Very well played. Yeah. And also I think another narrative that this movie is trying to portray to us as well is like if you look at the dynamic between needy and Jennifer. Uh-huh. I think that in so many ways like Jennifer is very much like the idealized male concept. Of a woman. Right. Okay. I mean, uh, you you know, again, going back to just real life stuff here, it's like Megan Fox looks like if a Joe Matarera comic book character (laughs) came to life. Like, if a comic book character drew a woman
0: and made her real, like, weird science to her,
1: it would look like Megan Fox. Actually, yeah. If you
0: remade Weird Science in 2010, it would have been Megan Fox. It's
1: like, dude, she, she is already you know, just as shit. And she apparently lost like 15 pounds for this, for this movie. Wow. Yeah. She lost 15 pounds for this flick. And it's like, you got to think like, okay, if you're a dude that weighs 185, that's not that much, but it's like, if you're yeah. a woman that already weighs a hundred pounds, oh, yeah. that's like a considerable amount of your fucking body weight. Wow. Cause she's tiny.
0: Yeah. But anyway, the but point- I mean, that, that's, that's dedication. And like, it's dedication in a sense that it's like, um Puckin you know Christian how bale. I, yeah <laughs> Christian bale in 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 the machinist like yeah. change your body for a role yeah to just completely become a yeah yeah that's, Which again that's, goes back
1: to like she's a more in-depth actress than yes. I give her credit for yeah really really but I think that she portrays very much this like very idealized male uh personification of a woman where it's like, even like whenever she gets stabbed in the heart, she's like, my tit.
0: Yeah, my tit. Yeah, well, that's the thing is, I think she's supposed to be a succubus, right? Like, Yeah,
1: that's the impression I get. I mean,
0: like, some of the elements aren't entirely there. She's not trying to steal a man's sperm so that an incubus can put it in another woman. I mean, it's it's like kind of implied with the way that she's like seducing guys, but
1: yeah, not, not to that yeah. extent. Not yeah, to it's, that extent. Not,
0: it's not the full succubus thing, but like Yeah, she, she's, she's not, uh, by the time she has been replaced demonically, like she's not supposed to be good in any sense. Like she's really just playing on what Jennifer knows about needy and knows about all these people to get what she wants. Right. Which isn't too far removed from the Jennifer that existed before. Yeah. But that Jennifer was innocent. In the sense that she was just having fun. She was just being a teenage girl. Mm -hmm. Whereas the Jennifer, once she's demonically possessed, is, uh, you know, malignant. She's trying to hurt. She's trying to cause harm. She's trying to kill.
1: But meanwhile, like...
0: Okay, I'll put
1: it this way. So, you've got Jennifer who is written as this very idealized male concept of hot girl. And, you know, again... We actually never see her show anything. We never no. actually see her have sex with a guy. No. The it's only just time very she's very teasy, flirty thing.
0: The only time she's partially nude with a guy is when she's seducing that guy in the woods and she unzips, unzips her, her like, hoodie. Yeah. And then she is nude in the lake, but she's only doing that to wash off the blood. Yeah. So it's utilitarian. It's not supposed yeah. to be sexy.
1: Meanwhile, we have the character of Needy who is Amanda Seyfried Uh who is an actual real life gorgeous ass person very pretty and she is written like a real life person
0: yes she's just she's a normal person she's
1: yeah exactly she's completely normal she has sex like a normal person yeah
0: She'll wear glasses. Yeah. She'll wear hair up. Whatever. Yeah her, it's hair, like, yeah, her hair doesn't look perfect in every scene. Yeah. Or even when she goes to the formal, looks ridiculous. Uh, again, that's a yeah. bit of humor that is just like, why is she wearing this 80s... Because that's what her mom could afford. Like that's her mom did her hair. Like she's I feel just, like
1: there was a joke that was like missing yeah. somewhere. Maybe there. like or, there's a deleted scene that shows that her mom is like obsessed with the 80s. Yeah, and is like this is what. Well, there's definitely
0: like. that mid 2000s re obsession with the 80s. i Remember yeah. everybody was throwing 80s parties and stuff. Like oh yeah, maybe for sure. some of that.
1: I, we went to one of those one time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I think there is a little bit of
1: that. But I still feel like there's like a joke missing or something somewhere there. Maybe. Yeah. But I still like the fact that even though they show Megan Fox as again this hypersexualized male idealized version of of hot girl. Yeah. There's also so many moments of let's say vulnerability where I mean, obviously, the scene where she's about to be murdered and she's, like, fucking
0: freaking yeah, so out. Yes, that's extremely vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. It, like, the movie got kind of real. Yes, and it was very sad. Yeah. I did not like that Again, part. Again, it's yeah. kind of
1: pinned with humor, where it's like, I could just get you an agent, and then they start singing six right. seven five three nine and stuff.
0: But, Which gets but, gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: But ultimately, it's like, it gets a little bit scarier out right there. And then also, too, that scene where she starts perceiving herself as ugly because she's not fed yeah. on the dude, and she actually, she just looks like a normal person
0: yeah when she's smearing makeup on yeah. her face and, and she seems yeah.
1: super distraught about it yeah and i even think that the, the fact that like the movie is trying to play off that megan fox is like ugly because her hair is like kind of flat and she has like a blemish right. or two on her face
0: but th- i mean that's how she feels like that's how she feels about herself like yeah i don't know but, but you're
1: still watching this going that's comical. Dude, you're, you're not fucking yeah, you're ugly. still
0: Yeah, and that's what it's supposed to be. I think what? it's supposed to be funny in that moment where she's she says, "This must be how normal people." Yeah, feel. normal people yeah. feel, and it's right. like, yeah, but like even right now, you're prettier than most normal. people. Yeah, you're people. still above <laughs> average. Right. <laughs> Your hair's flat. So right. What? Yeah. Like, but, to, but
1: to the male standard. <laughs> right. You know, which I think is what her character is specifically written for. It's yes. like, okay, yeah, by that standard, you're not perfect. So. Right. Yeah. So That's I think there's crazy. something, I think there's something to that too. You know, but again, do you think that duality of real yeah. women versus not real women is yes, there?
0: It is. It is. And the concept, by the way, that like, one of the concepts that really strikes me here is that like, People look at Megan Fox, and I'm not talking about just Jennifer in this movie. I'm talking about Megan Fox, yeah, the person. People look at Megan Fox, and they don't see her as a person who takes shits. They don't see yeah, her yeah. as a person who uh, accidentally says the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. They don't see her as a person.
1: Yeah, because she, you're gorgeous. She, you must yeah, be. She perfect, her, yeah, she
0: is her the the facial features she has. She can't be more than that, and this movie actually starts with that. It says, it "Hell like, is sh- a teenage girl." Uh, yeah, but it, it, it's showing the yearbook pictures, and Amanda Seyfried is narrating. She says, "We we were our yearbook pictures, right?" And like that, that's that's the way megan fox is always perceived mm-hmm. she is always perceived as physical features she's never as perceived transformers. as human. Mel Bay transformers melba is transformed yes this is all she's perceived she's as, not too. human right um and so like, yeah like there there's there's so much to be dealt with um in this movie that i can see why somebody would watch this movie and say it's too much, or there's there's too much here. Or yeah. I, I don't get all of this. Yeah. But the idea to me that people saw this movie and just flat out didn't like it is like, I, I don't know what you expected it to be.
1: Uh, if you're a 14 year old boy that wanted to see Bob, then. Yeah, well, I, I, I maybe. get
0: that then. But like in Fucking 2009, up, yeah. you had the internet. Yeah, like, exactly. Just go see boobs then. Like. Isn't it nice to be able to compartmentalize now? Like, in the 80s, you had to go to b-movies and horror movies yeah, and bad comedies to see your boobs right and now if you want to see a nude person you can see a nude person and and do whatever it is you do while seeing nude yeah. people for me it's masturbating i don't know what other people do <laughs> jump on a trampoline and then you can be like you know what i'd also like now to watch a movie to hear a story and an if this and movie yeah. has boobs then i'll be like why right yeah. <laughs> but like, why is it why the why is this happening <laughs> oh oh it's oh this fits the story Or right. well that seems gratuitous right like, <laughs> you yeah. can enjoy it in perspective now. yes exactly <laughs> so like i yeah I don't, I don't know why you would in 2009 be going to watch a movie called jennifer's body hoping to see someone naked well
1: and the thing about this movie is too is like i don't think that anybody can could complain about the acting in this no. flick. like i can't really think of anybody who does a shit job like nobody I mean, does again, bad o- in this movie obviously megan fox and amanda Seyfried and jk simmons are all very well known right yeah
0: but even like the dude that plays chip yeah he's a, he's awesome. in a bunch of uh he's in haunting in connecticut he's in red state oh he's in Haunting.
1: oh yes 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 that's what yeah. i knew
0: him from his red state yeah. yeah he's in a bunch of other stuff he's good he's wait really wait good. chip is in red state I know that the goth guy. Oh no, no, the goth guy. The goth I, I guy was, Yeah, sorry, type. I was okay. thinking yeah, yeah, of yeah. Uh, what is his name? Clu, Clibs? Clubs? yeah, yeah, that Clibs, guy. Whatever. Klubslem.
1: Yeah, he's in there. Yeah. But like everybody does a really good, convincing job. It's it's like whether they're being humorous or whether they're being serious mm-hmm. or whatever. It's a well acted movie. Like it is. one thing I cannot complain about this is is the acting and stuff. Yep. You know, again, some of the tone is a little bit all over the place. There's some things that go unexplained, like her her psychic powers and stuff. Right, yeah. But some but of again, na- now that we've talked clear. about it and we're just like, she had the power all along and she just didn't even recognize it. Yeah, if it. I watched it, it again, it, it might
0: be pretty clear. Actually. Yeah, it <laughs> might be
1: better actually yeah. if I see it with that in mind. Yeah. One thing I couldn't quite figure out was Okay, whenever Jennifer is like murdering a dude, uh-huh, sometimes there's animals around.
0: Um. Yeah, well, when she murders the guy in the forest, a yeah, bunch of them show like up. It's like Snow White. Like when fucking, she murders the emo guy, a bunch of rats show up. A bunch of up. rats show up,
1: yeah. I don't quite understand what the tie-in there
0: is as far as, like, why do animals show up to witness this I think maybe it's demon? a tie-in to nature. I didn't think about this much. I'm I'm just thinking about it out loud right now. But yeah. I think maybe it's a tie-in to nature that, like... Uh Demons are tied to nature mm-hmm. and oh, by, witchcraft and stuff. Yeah, for sure. like her her demonic uh lure that helps lure these boys in might also lure in animals because mm-hmm. obviously the animals that showed up wouldn't normally hang out together. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they were being yeah. There's like badgers and foxes yeah, and deer. Is maybe something. they were being unnaturally lured by her, her scent or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't quite make sense of that yeah that's one of the things i would like to yeah why like well,
0: I, I looked up like i read up on succubus and and like succubi yeah uh a, a bit just trying to look because like it's also mentioned that she's warm when the guy touches her in the forest oh, he says yeah. you're really warm like I, I was looking to see if those were normal characteristics of succubi but it it, i didn't see any mention of that so i'm not positive what they were going for with that
1: there's also the whole uh you know the, the devil's kettle that like whirlpool thing yeah that's one of those things that I thought would pay off bigger. Like earlier yeah. in the movie. All it really like, pays
0: off for is to hide the knife that they used to kill her with.
1: But then at the same time, it's just like these scientists have been working for years to figure out what happens when you put stuff in this hole. And it's like it goes down the road a little ways. Right. Because like later in the movie we see the murder knife show up as well as the like red rubber balls that they had. Yeah. They they show back up. It's like it's not that hard to figure out what happens to the stuff in this hole. Like I honestly kind of figured that. And this, this to me, would have been maybe a, a cooler way to, to sum this thing up. Uh-huh. But it's like, maybe if the way that we see that Jennifer seems to be like kind of undead and unkillable... Yeah. Maybe the, the, the ending could have been that instead of her killing her with a box cutter she has to throw her into this devil's hole oh yeah that, that would have made a lot
0: more sense Yeah, yeah. that
1: would have tied things up like yeah. you wouldn't have gotten that nice thing where her mom walks in like honestly that, that scene where Jennifer's that mom walks in and, yeah
0: it you know, makes you think oh, was man, any of this real yeah that was a thought I had was me too several times like especially just trying to make sense of some of it well, was with like the, with how the much of this is actually real I, I know
1: and that that's something too that crossed my mind as well is like with the narrative being framed around right. as you know hi i'm a person in a mental asylum that kicks yeah. people that is telling uh-huh. you a story about why i got here now
0: that story is obviously true <laughs> obviously 100% factual yeah. it's like uh
1: okay yeah maybe maybe not like maybe all, this whole story that we watched is bullshit yeah. you know i don't really know but the whole devil's kettle thing yeah. and that, that whirlpool, it just seems like It that, should have paid off more. That should have paid off more, yeah, again. Yeah. It it should have been uh but I mean instead pr- pr- of taking... Princess Leia flying the, the ship into the, the other ship to kamikaze it, you know. It <laughs> should was, have been that. that. Sorry, that was Admiral Holdo. I know it should have been
0: <laughs> Carrie Fisher. You it should have been Carrie Fisher? Absolutely. Yeah, she died in knew. real life. If they knew she was dying in real life, they probably would have done that. They should have done yeah. that. At least uh, Akbar. And you're right. Say it again. It should have been Akbar. It should not have been Akbar. But it been Akbar. if it were Akbar, we know exactly what he would have said. It's, it's a, a trap. trap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the, uh, the whirlpool
1: thing. I think. Could have come back.
0: Yeah, I was just thinking, like... Instead of taking him to the pool... Uh, taking Needy's boyfriend Chip to the pool... She should have taken him to there. Taking him to the fall. Yeah. That would have made more sense. Oh, yeah. That totally made yeah. sense. Because, I mean, that is one of our opening images... And you need to... Play those back in. Like, yeah. those all need to... Like... Like, normally... When you're talking about visual storytelling... In your opening, say, five minutes of your movie, a lot of those opening images need to come back in some way. Sure. In your last five minutes yeah. or need to pay off. And one of the opening images is Needy talking about Devil's Kettle and yeah. showing the scientists. Right. Yeah, yeah it's right that there to the pay of the movie. Off, sure. And it doesn't. Yeah. yeah that I is definitely it. a problem.
1: If I can uh, point out one more thing that Let's I hear. liked about the flick yeah that scene i think it's after jennifer kills the goth guy uh-huh and he's laying there he's got that big hole in his right. side and she's kind of like pulling the she's blood just, in her yeah, hands
0: drinking the blood out of that her is ears, just
1: it. shockingly brutal it is <laughs> some it's of the gore in brutal. this is, is good i i think it could have been gorier yeah i would have been okay with seeing some guts getting ripped out and yeah. stuff like that but i think the gore that we see is is well done and the special yes. effects are like you know for 2009 cgi and stuff it's not bad it's almost
0: all practical as well wow yeah well, that explains not it, a then. lot of that is cgi no. the like uh the black stuff she spits out yeah the stuff coming out of her mouth is hershey syrup i thought that would that would come back more too we're like yes yeah. You know, where they, it's they like show it and
1: it almost looks like that magnetic ferrofluid yeah, uh uh-huh. where it's like spiky and stuff yeah I thought that would come back, but it, um, it didn't really.
0: They did CGI to make it look like that. Did they uh,
1: CGI that Boston Market chicken? that looked really gross.
0: <laughs> I think that was a real one. I love a rotisserie chicken. I do too. Um, the uh, when her jaw sort of opens up, yeah, yeah, yeah. that is that is, they did a head cast of her. And that, that is all practical except for the Crazy. inside of the mouth itself is yeah. CGI a little bit. Whoa. So they did very minimal CGI. Whenever
1: I saw that, I was like, damn, that actually looked okay Yeah, for a 10-year-old CGI, yes.
0: you know? Yeah, because they went practical mostly. And Karen Kusama said specifically, like, it, you know, the, the horror movies that we're working off of, they did practical effects. So we wanted to stick mostly to yeah. practical effects. So it looks real.
1: Did you catch the cameo at the very end of the movie? Whenever she gets picked up by a cha- by a guy. Oh yeah, Lance <laughs> Henriksen. Fucking Lance yeah. Henriksen, dude. We were watching it and I was like, I paused the movie and I was like, what, what is he doing in this movie? It's like, what why is he is, doing here? What is he doing here? It's like, is that seriously fucking Lance Henriksen? And I paused it and it showed up like on Amazon. It's like Lance Henriksen as uh-huh. the driver. Yeah. And I couldn't fucking believe it. Do you think that that was a direct tribute to The Hitcher?
0: Yes, I think, I so, think too. so too. Yeah,
1: I think it was seriously just like yeah. they really liked that movie. and They're like, I don't know, let's have him pick her up.
0: Yeah, I think it's a direct reference to The Hitcher, and one of the rare occurrences where Star Lord and Bishop from Alien are <laughs> in crossover. In the same movie. Yeah. Holy shit, you're yep. right.
1: <laughs> Get away from her, you bitch! But
0: yeah, I like immediately it was like, oh, okay. This is referencing. Yeah, it, yeah. Yeah.
1: I thought so too, yeah. man. Dude, I, I like this movie. Yeah, me too. Uh, it, again, it very much exceeded my expectations for it. It was a little bit funny. It was a little bit scary. Yeah. It was a little bruising. bit possessy. It was a little bit revengey. Mm-hmm. I won't say that it truly excelled at any of them.
0: Right. Yeah, I it's that, that jack is of all issue. trades,
1: master of none, right? Kind of thing. Like, it didn't do it as deftly as as some other horror comedies did, but it was also, I think, trying to say a bit more than yeah, some horror comedies did. I think so, so I'll give it that. And I'm not even gonna sit here and say I could rewrite this and do it better. No, no, of course I, I couldn't. Yeah, you know. Uh, but it was a little bit. It was a little bit all over the map. Mm-hmm. And again, maybe maybe the next time that I watch it, because I will watch it again. I think that I'll enjoy it more, kind of knowing what the tone of the flick is, and probably understand its tone a little bit better. Because the yeah. first time that I watched it, it was a little bit like, "Okay, so what is this exactly?" Mm. I
0: can say for sure that's true. That each time I've watched it, I've been like, oh, "Okay, yeah. yeah." I, I now that I see it with this tone, it makes a whole lot more sense.
1: Right. I'm looking forward to watching it again, dude. Mm. I, it, it very much exceeded my expectations. Acting is great. The little bit of gore that's in there is good. I'm not gonna say amazing. Again, no, the, the, the blood good. drinking scene is really good. Yeah. The rest of it's just kind of like okay. Yeah. It's not, not fantastic. But I like a lot of the messages. Again, I like that the the message of codependency and that food chain that I'm talking yeah. about and how there's always somebody above. You know, the yeah, the person you idolize idolizes somebody else who it's idolizes true. somebody else. One hundred percent true. Which also means you know what this is just gonna hit me too in a very positive way in a very 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 positive way um that that means also that there's somebody that is always below you on the food chain too that's true if you the food never, chain's never, going if the food chain goes on to infinity yeah the food chain of i idolize this person who idolizes this person who idolizes yeah. this person that means that there actually is no bottom of the food right. chain right it's infinite. And it's like ultimately everybody's kind of equal and everybody is always yeah. looking up to somebody and everybody always has somebody looking up to them. That's just how it is. Yeah. You know? So I think this movie portrays that in a very, very, very good way and has a nuanced uh, depth of female relationships that we don't see. Again, completely passes the Bechdel test for sure. Yes. It's good, man. Yep. I'll, I like this flick. I think if I'm going to toss this thing a. A 1 to 10. I think I'm going to toss it a... Man, you know what? Sitting down to talk about it, I was thinking like 6. I'm going to actually... Now that we've talked about it some, I'm thinking 7. What? Which now that I think about it, means that I'm saying this movie is better than the new Suspiria. Which is weird. But I do like it a lot. They're on
0: a... Okay yeah i i that seems strange to say okay i i would say it's not that strange because they on level of enjoyability yeah, yeah enjoyability that's the thing are yeah similar again yeah.
1: we're comparing like a perfectly ripe peach to a top yeah. store lane
0: filet mignon right. or whatever yeah, it's they're, like they're, which they're, one tastes better they're it's they're like both uh, delicious they're not comparable no yeah, yeah. yeah exactly exactly um uh, yeah, because like you saying seven is that's exactly what I was thinking. Is that yeah. this movie is like it, it's good, it's real fun to watch. There's a lot about it that is very, uh, laudable and wonderful. The message to it, um, the way that it can positively affect uh, uh female viewers, yeah. It's it's aimed at teenage girls, and I I really feel like I would love if I had a teenage daughter, I would love her to see this. I would yeah, want sure. her to see something like right. This. Um, but it it also does it it does struggle a bit with determining whether it's going to be a horror comedy or mm-hmm. horror with comedy or revenge movie or, or revenge yeah. movie. Yeah, it struggles a bit with finding its footing as to what genre it is. But being mysterious is not. It's not a bad thing. Not a bad. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Being a little bit different is not a bad thing. So I, I really enjoy this. I think it's a seven. I think, um, I would like Diablo Cody to try her hand at another horror movie. I like to see it. Yeah, yeah I'd I would, like be her, it yeah, would be interested. Yeah, I'd like her to just try it again. See, like, because she obviously showed a lot of talent for it. Now that she's got one under her belt, she's got some more movies under her belt. She's done some more stuff. What would she do now? Right. I'd like to see that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is a seven. It's seven. a great movie. I love it. I dig it, man. Next week on the show, we're going to be talking about Office Killer. Office Killer. This is a movie neither of us have seen. I have never seen it. Yeah. Directed by Cindy Sherman, famous photographer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And her work is very uh-huh. interesting, so this Starring
0: should be cool. Starring Carol Kane and Molly Ringwald. What the fuck? Yeah. I've never seen this, but I'm so excited to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Just knowing the personnel involved,
1: I am definitely uh, highly anticipating watching this. So be sure to tune in next week to find out about it. Now, in the meantime, you guys can rate and review on iTunes. As I mentioned earlier, it makes a huge difference to us. I've seen a couple new reviews pop up recently, but again, it helps us out so much every time you guys post a review. So if you haven't yet, please go on iTunes or your podcast App of choice, give us a good old review, and uh, yeah, we would definitely appreciate that. So please do it to it. Where can they follow us on
0: social media? At Dirt and Lovely Pur. Dirt Lovely Hello, you asked for social media. <laughs> oh, okay, uh, yeah, got it. But on social media, <laughs> you can follow us on at Dead Lovely Pod on the Twitter and Instagram. You can email us Dead and Lovely Pod at gmail.com that you can and we have a facebook group dead and lovely horror movie something blah blah blue you got it and also there's discord if you want the link to that you can email us or it's also posted on the facebook group
1: and we also have that doggone wonderful YouTube channel that you guys can check out. Uh, Check out our videos. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we don't have a thousand subs yet, so we don't have a dedicated URL. But if you go to the Instagram page, you can just click the link in the bio and you'll find our YouTube there. Or just search, I'm sure, if you search on YouTube, Dead Lovely Yeah, Dead and Lovely. You'll probably find it. This this coming week, we're going to be doing a mini-sode surprise review of Us. That's right. Which is the new flick from Jordan Peele, which I'm extremely... Yeah. Extremely so excited about
0: Friday night. Yeah, yeah. We'll
1: put up a video mini-sode as well as an audio mini-sode yeah. uh, for you guys. So be sure to check that out. Well, you guys have been, as always, just so goddamn, goddamn fucking great and wonderful and delightful. Meanwhile, me and Old Hollywood Steve, while we've been Drad and Longley, that's us. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace
0: out. Booyah!